This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. You are now listening to the Turtle Boy Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Turtle Boy Podcast. I'm Big Tim. I'm Luke McWilliams. And what are we looking at today, Luke? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles micro-series Leonardo. Nice. First things first, this tonight's podcast isn't brought to us by Lucky Buddha Beer, and there's a story behind that. Okay. But for now, we're going, what are we going? Just sparkling mineral water with a dash of lime. That's right. <laughs> It's very refreshing oh. for an Aussie summer. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, not being prissy about it, but I add lime or lemon juice just to quench the thirst. Yeah. It's funny because um, I remember drinking Sprite and um, what, what was the other one? The real lemony one? Uh, solo. Solo. Gotta work it hard yeah. to crack a solo. Man, manly man, you know. We like our sugar <laughs> drinks. That's it. And so <laughs> it would quench your thirst, but it would get you more thirsty because yeah. of all the sugar. So you drink more and more and more. Whereas this thing, you lock it in and you're done. So. Yeah. So the story behind No Lucky Buddha Beer this week. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas. Right? And you've been a very bad boy? <laughs> no. <laughs> Buddha loves us. All right. If, even if Santa doesn't deliver, Buddha's going to deliver this year. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but I fucking... I, look, I love this time of year. <laughs> Talk about Christmas. Yeah, I love this time of year for my kids. But yeah. I fucking hate this time of year mm. when it comes to traffic and shops. And and people. And people. Well, yeah. which which makes traffic and shops yeah. unbearable. Yeah. So, as usual before this week's recording, I ducked out to the comic book shops. Mm-hmm. And the traffic just getting getting there was just insane. It was just ridiculous, right? Into Civic? If, into Belconnen because you know I go to his I'm just going to pimp the comic book shops that I go to here in Canberra I go to D's Comics in Belconnen and I also go and I also go to Impact Comics in Civic woohoo Hey, I, lo- I love them. I love them. Uh, but anyway, okay. I don't. I don't know if we've ever had your discuss- your talk on the podcast, but when um, we when we have a couple more lucky butters, I'll yeah, I'll, yep. have a, I'll have a rant. So I go to Belconnen first to go to D's, yeah, and then I go into the city to get Impact Comics, yeah, and then from the city to your place to record the podcast. Awesome. <sighs> so the traffic was just crazy, and getting from my work. For people who don't know Canberra, I work South Canberra in Tuggeranong. Is there no comic stores? Although I love Dee's Comics, there's no <laughs> comic stores in Tuggeranong. No, there was one for a while there, but yeah, right. Okay, that's a bit rough. Yeah, well, you know, but then I'd have to split my standing order between three stores instead of two. Oh well. But anyway, <laughs> so Canberra is fifty kilometres long. Yeah. You know, it's so scrolling. it's not hard to get anywhere. 
It shouldn't be. You, well, that's it. You get on the parkway. Mm. See, most days to the comic book run is pretty smooth until I get into Canberra, into into the city. Yeah. And um, and that's when the traffic, because it's the city and it's knockoff time, that's when the traffic gets crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just today, even just leaving my work at 3.30, mm. which is my early day, heading up the parkway, it, when, when I come, <laughs> when I go off the parkway into Belconnen, yep. Oh, that's where it's happened. You know, mm-hmm. just traffic. <laughs> that's where it's happened. That's where <laughs> I lost my mind. Yeah, right. Um, that sucks. And so then I had to sort of fight my way to get to the actual comic book shop. Mm. Right. Then from there, <laughs> what you think? Just because guy read some comics, he can't start some shit. <laughs> that's right. Just because I'm going to the comic book shop does not mean I won't snap my foot off in your asshole. Yeah. Um, but look, I didn't go Russell Crowe. I didn't right. go unhinged. I um, I actually haven't watched that yet, but I bought the Blu-ray yesterday. Oh, cool. I was going to watch it last night, but fell asleep. She brought it over. Oh, I should have. Oh, I don't know. Because um, <laughs> yesterday um, I bought New Mutants and Unhinged on Blu-ray. We, we've spoken about New Mutants, yeah, haven't we? Yeah. I really liked it. I, and I yeah. took it home and I was like, hey, kids, I've got a movie for us to watch the Savo. And they go, what? Stargirl season two. Well, oh, we'll get on to Stargirl. <laughs> um, and they're like, what is it? And I'm like, New Mutants. And they said, you took us to the movies to watch that. And I was like, did I? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> she said, show me the disc. She goes, yeah, there's the, the, the guys with no eyes and the sharp teeth. And the and I was like, oh, I was so disappointed because I thought I'd... <laughs> oh, no. I thought I'd, you know, done... Yeah, anyway. Um, so I get into Civic yeah. finally, right? So how on. Um, Belco, I mean, was the, was the comic store crazy or everything Not was the crazy? comic store, just the traffic and everything else. And was it people getting to the mall or just people getting, getting to, home? Well, getting to the mall. Yeah, right. It's Friday night. Again, for people who don't know, Friday night's late night shopping in Canberra. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um... Oh, I don't know what that was. That's a pool. we got a pool. Oh, it sounded like a cat. Yeah, no. But, yeah, yeah. No. A kid jumping in a pool sounds like a cat. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> a kid getting fr- thrown in the pool sounds like a, ca- a kid being held in. Um, anyway, so then we, I go from Belconnen coming into ca- into city, into Canberra City, yep. and that was just a ridiculous crawl the whole way. Oh. Right, I get into the city, I go to the comic book shop again. Mm. Yeah, no one's in the comic book shop. No one buys comics these days except for me. But everything else is just insane. Getting into the car park, yeah. and you know. When the traffic flow just stops and then you're in the middle of an intersection and you're like, oh man. Yes. Because you hate being that person that's blocking that them when guy. they get the green. But it's funny, isn't it? Because you don't want to be that person who stalls traffic over because yep. you're thinking, oh, these guys behind me, they're going to start honking me in a minute. Yeah. But then if you're in the middle, then suddenly, oh no, now I'm that yeah. guy. Yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I get to the comic book shop, mm-hmm. pick up my books, um, and then jump in the car to come here. And it was, then it was a crawl from... Canberra mm. to get here because Luke, <laughs> yeah. what kind Jim. of asshole convention is being held down by the lake in your neighbourhood today tonight? Uh, last week it was the um, like like getting a job, job seeking. Yeah, no. This week there's there's a, a heavy migration of wankers, and, and I can't explain it any other way. And if this describes anyone listening to this, I don't mean you. These that's fucking in Canberra. That's a... these fucking. Wanna be bodybuilders with tattoos oh. on their legs and shirts and sunglasses with, with, with jeans, shorts. Yeah, you know what I mean. This this real APS wanker thing. Yeah, right. right. 
all heading down to the lake here. G- girls in are dressed up, heading down towards the lake near you. Do, do you know what's is happening? Is it a dance party or something? I don't know, but then the, I, I did drive past it. said event oh, parking. The, isn't it the cricket? Is it the sport? Oh, I There's don't a huge thing at Monica for, for the sports. Yeah, right. Okay. I think it's the cricket. Why I don't this, know. Why doesn't this, oh, know. Sorry, Thorn. I'm not talking about you, mate. But <laughs> why doesn't it surprise me that all these fucking assholes, mm-hmm. yuppie, APS, yeah, are going to watch the cricket? It's it's just what you do over yeah. summer. I um, and oh, sorry. sorry, and I went to the bottle. Oh right, that's the where the point story's going. Of the story. Oh shit! You you brought it to the third act, Tim. Finish it off. Sold out. Mm. I said. Because I, I was looking, I couldn't find it. I said, you've got some Lucky Buddha beers. Mm. And they were like, sold out. Should you either have a standing order of this, or should you just buy in bulk? Well, I think I, I, I might have to, like, instead of... Oh, look, I don't know. Well, Tim, I, yeah. we've got some Lucky Buddhas in the fridge. We do? We do. <sighs> why, are we dr- why are we drinking this soda <laughs> water bullshit? <laughs> well, because it's hot. Mm. Um... I was what? No, it's, it's definitely it's good, isn't it? No, I'm choking on it, but it's definitely a refreshing <laughs> drink. So yeah, I, I, I don't like this time time of year. I'm so glad I've got all my Christmas shopping out of the way, yeah. because just going to the comic book shop each Friday evening is going to be a chore now. I might even just get the guys to bloody post my comics out to me or something, yeah. man. Because for yeah. you, I mean, I, you know, apart from obviously being a loving father to your children, at what point did you say, "Ah, oh, shit, Christmas"? Yeah, at what point in your life did you get that point where you're going, oh man, here we go? Yeah, look, I honestly can't remember. Yeah. I, I've spent most of my years as a dad shopping for the kids in July for Christmas. Good on you. I, I think just because I've always hated the, yeah, the just the insanity. And and you go to a shop, just say, yeah, the two dollar shop, mm. right? And you walk through, and there's just. Sh- I would say shit, but I mean, people look at stuff, yeah. kids look at stuff, and it's on the floor. They yeah. don't put it back on the shelf. Yeah. You know, like this time of year, it just brings the animal out in everyone. And it's supposed to be about family, you know, about yeah, all the good about shit. the birth of good. Yeah, it's supposed you know? to be about all the good shit, spending time with family. That's why you want to get them a decent gift, because you love them. Yeah. But we let it turn us into animals. And yeah, just as long as I can remember, I've hated that. You know? mm. And I've never even gone out to do Boxing Day sales and shit oh, either. You know, it's not I, worth it. Yeah, like I used to work at a um, department store, and um, and it, and it got me thinking that, say for example, if you and I'm not all that spiritual or hippie or whatever, yeah. But if you get something, let's say, yeah, a board game, right? But the way you bought it, you had to line up at five o'clock in the morning with all the other animals and you had to, you know, storm through it and be savage to get this thing to get a half price and you paid it. You get home and you look at that thing, you think, shit, that was a horrible day. Yeah. And, and, but the experience of buying the thing is worth the extra money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, do you remember uh, Love Actually? Where. Um, never watched it. I oh, never will watch it. Beautiful movie. Nah beautiful me anyway I I, look i don't know why but i'm just oh, like no I'm that's hilarious that. that's my christmas go-to my christmas go-to is gremlins yeah that's strong but um yeah there's a scene in there where mr bean is selling a um a, a necklace to alan rickman but alan because it's for not for alan rickman's wife who's with him it's for his um employee who's been quite oh. flirtatious to him so he's oh just just get me the necklace and so so this is set in australian politics Australian Ooh. Parliament, is it? Ooh. Huh? No, 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 no. 
but he just wants the necklace. Yeah, Mr. Bean is like opening up this bag and then and then putting like leaves inside the bag and he's selling the whole experience and that's what I like. Yeah, I like to have a good experience, pay a little bit extra money, yeah. and then that's it. You're on the cloud of Christmas. But yeah. this year, yeah, I, I don't know if it's COVID being COVID year, being sort of more isolated than I usually would be during the year anyway, but. I've just noticed the last couple of days getting out and about in Civic, and today I went to my um, my uh, works branch party. Yep, yep. Yeah, people just everywhere, just just honking, trying to get into parking, yep. all that, and it's just it's just a little bit too much. Yeah. So I don't know if it's because I'm not used to that, just because of COVID, or it's just Christmas crunch time coming. Because yeah. last Christmas we were under an orange haze of smoke and yep. flame. This year, it's we're all coming out of our, our winter slumber, yeah. you know, and yeah. um, it's a bit much. Yeah. For me, I've I've always loved Easter. Yep. Because there's four days and it's all chill. Yeah. Because it's almost like, hey, let's celebrate the absolute torture and murder of of Jesus and bunnies. Yeah, who <laughs> bunnies who give us eggs? And you're thinking, hey. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, but you got you got four straight days. Whereas yeah. Christmas is just the pointy end. And it's just a hell of a rush to get this as one day and then you're done. Yeah. You know, and um, I was, I like to watch movies when I'm doing my podcast yep. editing. <clears throat> and I got on to Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn um, and Reese Witherspoon. And Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, okay. and have you seen that? I, I, again, I don't think I have. I've, I know the ad, mm. I know the poster, but I don't think I've it's seen it. It's these two New York yuppies who every Christmas they pretend to their families, like, oh, we can't come home because we're, we're off to Indonesia and, yeah. and building mud huts or whatever. But then they go off to Hawaii and have a beautiful yeah. week-long holiday, right? But this year they get caught out, so they have to go see you know, their divorced parents. Okay, so yeah, four yeah. Christmases. Yeah. So dad, mum, dad, mum. Yep. And through that they have... You know, sibling rivalry and all that, but obviously they reconnect at the end of life. Yeah. But um, this time I was like, I can't do this. I think I've come to the age where the idea of, of getting all this Christmas stuff done stresses me out yeah. too much. And so I've just realised that this year is the year that I was like, I, I can't be bothered with Christmas. Yeah. And yeah. it's sad, but it's just, well, yeah, just yeah. the anxiety of it all. Yeah. Well, do <clears throat> do what I do. Christmas mm-hmm. in July. Mm. Buy all the shit in the mid mid year sales. Yeah. Put them, put them aside for six months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. good. Good idea. Because especially since I'm like my family's over in South Australia. Yeah. So I haven't even booked my ticket yet because of the whole COVID, the pizza dude, all that. Yep. And so I've left it all to the last minute. And now I'm just thinking, oh God, here we go. Yeah. So, yeah. Whatever. Mm. Now, and I just want to apologize for being too harsh to the people probably going to watch cricket or going to the dance event or whatever. <gasps> I was in a very flustered mood and... Uh, <clears throat> My apologies, guys. Um, it's funny, though. Driving in Canberra, I've noticed, like, getting over the bridges, 5 o'clock, nah. Yeah. You're dreaming. Yeah. 6 o'clock is fine. Yeah. But, like, everything Canberra just moves in shifts. Yeah. So if you just wait a little bit longer or go a little bit earlier, everything's fine. Yeah, it's true. That's and that's the that thing, man. When just... I lived in Sydney for three years, yeah. you know, like, the worst traffic here is the light traffic in Sydney. Mm. You know what I mean? So you do get, you, yeah, you get used to it and then you get stressed about traffic that's not realistically that heavy no but but, but just a bit more than what you're used to and yeah relative to what you're used to because i remember um because i spent the bushfire season down down home in south australia yeah <clears throat> and adelaide's like a big grid 
you know? And, and I used to think, oh, Adelaide's really cool because it's a grid. You can't get lost. Yep. But traffic is cha-chunk. Yeah. Cha-chunk. Yep. Whereas in Canberra, it's sort of like slipstreams and movements. Yeah. But the one thing that's going to screw you up is people who don't merge with traffic. Yeah. They just stay there and wait. It's like, fuck! <laughs> and that's where it banks up, yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 But anyway. Okay. Uh, good problems to have. Yeah. Look, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's right. I could be bloody stuck in a traffic jam on my way to work in a coal mine or some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, but I'm going to the comic shop, so you're, you're completely yeah, In your right. own car. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. In, in my car, I actually got a new air freshener thing. Oh, it's bubble gum. <laughs> oh, so nice. That can't lead to anywhere good. Oh. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, so, what next? What entertainment have you been... Con- oh, is there anything you want to talk about first? Well, I was going to ask you. What entertainment have you been consuming? Well, I have been, again, listening to the podcast I mentioned last week, um, Guides into the Unknown. Yes. Guides of the Unknown. Guide to the Unknown. Guide to fucking hell. Oh, I've, I've literally listened to five episodes today, and I can't even remember what it's been. How long are the apps? Uh, they're about an hour long, but I'm, I'm going through a four-year back catalogue sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for those people wondering what the hesitation is, I'm looking it up on my phone. Guide to the Unknown. Um, and I'm still enjoying it cool it's really cool Um, they've started talking about more uh, esoteric um, themes and topics now you know Um, the the episode I was just listening to that I had to stop halfway through was the history of Goza right which um, is there a real Goza from outside of Ghostbusters that's well yeah Dan Aykroyd and um Uh, who else wrote it? The guy who plays Ivan Reitman. <sighs> anyway, Egon. Egon. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, that's where they got the idea for, to use Gozo because it's actually it is actually um, you know like an ancient deity that makes you choose the form in which it's going to kill you. I had no idea. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and then they're talking about the <clears throat> talking about the. The Ghostbusters video game that came out in 2009. Got it. Have you? Yeah. And they were saying it so brilliantly ties the two movie, the video game ties the two movies together, even launches the reboot with the women in it. Right. You know what I mean? But it's got all the all their voices in it. Yeah, all their voices that they said um, that. uh, um, Murray. Bill. Bill Murray. I keep wanting to say Jim. Bill Murray, they had to actually rewrite a lot of the scenes he was in because he just wouldn't show up for the recording sessions. And he'd come in, or, or he'd come in late and he'd record three lines and he goes, okay, that's lunch. And they're like, no, it's not lunch. And then he'd come back from lunch and say, look, I'm actually going to go home. Are you coming back tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow. And then two days later he comes back. What, what is his deal? You know? like He's, he's probably he's, just got enough money that he just doesn't but give he's the fuck. only one who's held up future you know, episodes of, of Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I think it's because he knew it was lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And almost like, I'll be found out if I can't do it again. Yeah, you yeah. know? Whereas the other guys, that was it for them. Like, especially, and I love him, Ernie Hudson. <laughs> Bitch, hey, don't you oh, disrespect my Ernie husband. Oh, he's great. Husband. Husband, yeah. But, um, you know, he, he even auditioned to be the voice of his character on the cartoon show. Didn't get no, it. No. <laughs> but, um... Whereas Bill, I think he was hesitating because, you know, he, he'd be measured to the first one yeah, and yeah. It, you can never do that. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's, I mean that's the episode I was listening to today. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're talking about tulpas. They're talking about um, you know real life ghost stories. They're talking about all sorts of awesome stuff. So awesome. get on that. Um, a new series dropped on Netflix this week. Mm-hmm. It's only four issue. Docutainment. Documentary? <laughs> Docutainment. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Documentary entertainment. It's, yeah, it's, oh. this is what my son calls it because he's way smarter than me. <laughs> Speculative zoology. Jesus. Right. It's called Alien Worlds and it uses ah. the science of what we know about animals on Earth to speculate what other planet, what life is on other planets. Right. Very cool. That's cool. Four episodes, knocked it over in two nights. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, they, they talk to scientists who you have a specialist in specialist in one certain thing. You know what I mean? And then they, are we talking about worlds that we do know, like Mars and Jupiter? Well, <clears throat> I, I think they're like distant worlds that we know because you know how we really we understand that there are some planets around some stars, right? So, like, um, I think there's one called. Oh, look, none of them come to mind. Yeah. <laughs> none of them come to mind right now, but. Um, yeah, the, yeah, there's one planet that's like, one face is always facing its sun. Oh, God. So one side is always a desert and the other side is always frozen because of the coldness of space. But also, what about the gravity? Well, the, for, some reason, well for some reason, the gravity, as it goes around, oh. the one face keeps looking at the planet. At the, I, at the, sorry, at the sun. so it still keeps on going around the sun. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, and then there's you know, um, a, another planet they were talking about that's got two suns. Yep. So it's like a very irregular, um, you know, season pattern sort yep. of thing. Never calls its mother. Never calls its mother. Never does. Um, so yeah, look, that's and that's a good thing that you can get on four episodes. Mm. It's very cool. The, the CG of the monsters that they make up is really fun. Nice. Um, yeah. So check that out. Um, and I think I'm not going to watch Star Girl anymore. Oh no. Yep. What'd you get up to? Um. What did I get up to? Did you finish the season? No. Oh, brutal. Uh, so all the kids are superheroes now, mm-hmm. right? Um, Our man, he's, uh, he's doing his thing. Yeah. yeah. Our man, um, I do really like Yolanda as Wildcat. Yep. But Beth as Dr. Midnight. The goggles. With the goggles. Yeah. She infuriates me. Right. She, I, I, I don't like her character at all. I don't Tries like, too hard? Well, d- doesn't try. Oh. She doesn't understand the gravity of the situation. Right. She doesn't understand the importance of owning them goggles. Right. You know what I mean? Like She's treating them like a friend. She's treating them like a toy. Yeah, okay. You know, everyone else understands they're going up against villains who can kill them. Mm. Right? The, the, the mind wave guy. Yeah, he's he's great. His son has started... With getting mind powers, mm-hmm. the 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 cute bitchy girl from school. She's been dressing in the green armor with the swords and fighting Star Girl. Yep. Um, but yeah, just every time that Beth girl is on screen with those goggles, and I'm just like, nah, she annoys me. I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. And and your girls just went no to it. So you were watching by yourself? Well, pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. My my little my, my youngest girl was watching it. Mm. My second youngest, the thirteen year old, she would watch it. But um, what's Star Girl's name? Cassie? No, no, that's the bad girl's name. Death? Nah. Yeah. Well, whatever her name is, every time she comes on screen, she's just. <laughs> my daughter's like, oh, shut up, Star Girl. 
doesn't, <laughs> doesn't like, like her at all. It's like you're watching Batman Begins and you know, Bruce Wayne, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my parents. Yeah. Shut up. She Well, she says she only likes the parents on the show. That's hilarious. And it's like, well, they're doing it. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah the, the dad is stripesy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but look, I just, I just can't. I, I look... And I look, and I, and again, I understand the character of Beth mm. did come out of the comic books, mm. um, but I, again, I never read that generation of Justice Society. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. if She's as ditzy and goofy. Isn't you know? this funny? Because um, my friend who recommended this to me, um, he's got teenage girls, mm-hmm. and he doesn't like it either. It got to a point that he just went, "No, nah, not for me." Whereas me, I just I don't mind it. Yeah, I guess because I just figure, oh, that's what a fifteen-year-old girl is these days. Yeah, but that's what we try to beat out about. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, no, I just yeah. Okay. I, I think look, maybe over Christmas break, I might, mm-hmm. you know, finish a season or something if the kids are interested in. But yeah. Something, something, something serious has got to happen for me to... Because the, the episode I got up to, the last episode I watched was Stargirl is in hospital. Yep. Right? So the three remaining heroes go to the bad girl's house to investigate. Yes. Right? Yes. So Beth goes to the front door and just knocks on the door mm. and Stripesy runs over to stop her and she, he's like, oh, hi. Yeah, this is my daughter. I adopted her when I married her mum, blah, blah, mm. blah. And it's just so, I don't know, I want to say reckless. I, I want to say she's, but yeah. She's I, I, unworthy of the goggles. Yeah, to me, she just doesn't understand the gravity of what they're doing. Because she even goes down into the, you know, she finds this code thing and the goggles mm-hmm. tells her the code and she goes down into the thing and then she hears one noise and she runs away and then she's stuck in the room, runs upstairs into the girl's room and she, the other people saying, get out, get out. So she jumps in the cupboard and, mm. you know, just all the, yeah, I just think she's, okay. she's written so badly, or to me, she's just written so annoying. Isn't that a shame? Because with with TV shows, as you know, they write a bible, right? Yeah. And that's the context, that's the environment of the of, of the story, you know. And with that comes the tone, yeah. You know, through that whole thing, like like you know. And so once you've got that, you need to have characters that in, that keep the tone up, yeah. you know, or they they inhabit that tone. Yep. So then when you have someone outside of that that breaks the believability of the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. therefore the story, therefore your enjoyment of the whole thing. Well, and that's the thing, is it's <clears> like, yeah, there's still a lot of fun with it. In, 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 as Stargirl... But, but with, most of the characters understand the gravity of the yeah. situation. So Stargirl, because she's had a couple of defeats already, um, our man is a brooding little bastard. Yeah, well, but, you know, with For good reason, yeah, but you yeah. know. And, um, Yolanda, and he, the black cat. Black cat, um, she's been... Cat. What, what do you call that? She's been... Slut shamed, yeah, slut shamed, yeah, um, cyber bullied. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, revenge porn, yeah, all that. And yeah. she's got darkness in her. She wants this suit to beat up her her ex boyfriends. Yeah. Then you've got um, the girl with the goggles, Beth. Yeah. Beth. How did she get the goggles? I can't remember. Well, she just basically just took them. She she yeah. she went into the um. She went in amongst um, Stargirl stuff and saw them and put them on. Yeah, and Stargirl didn't even say, please be part of my yeah. group. Here's some... Go- yeah, exactly. I feel like with Yolanda and with um, Our Man, that because they do have such darkness, they're trying to bring more upbeat to it, right? But mm. I feel like Stargirl gives us that upbeat. She yeah. gives, gives us that hope and positivity. Well, she's, to be, you know, just, just visual anyway, she's the bright, blonde... 
big crinkly head, optimistic cheerleader girl, yeah. you know, and she should be the leader of that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah you yeah. know, so I, I think she's bringing enough positivity to the story yep. without this one that's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The, the one, I mean, talking about this, the one thing that didn't ring true to me was you had Broody McBrudison, Mr. Hourglass, and suddenly he's wearing, spoilers, he, he adopts the costume. Yep. You know, and we were talking about Starman before, like last week, where um, he just went, "Sorry, Dad, my dead father, love you. I'm not wearing that." Yep. But he takes the staff, pops the goggles on, and he becomes his own hero. Yeah, yep. You know, whereas this guy, Brody McBrudison, he he wears the whole shebang. Yeah, and it looks weird. It looks out of date. Looks silly. Doesn't look practical at all. Yeah, they haven't updated it for a modern audience. And I wouldn't think a Brody McBrudison like him wearing a leather jacket yeah. would say, you know what? Yeah. Let me, you know, all he needs is the hourglass yeah. Yeah. and a mask maybe. And that's it. Yeah, but true. that's it for me. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Look, I'll, I'll give it another try, <clears throat> you know, in, in, in coming weeks and months. But uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll fair see. enough. Mm. Um, look, I think that's about it from what I've been... Uh, comics? Consuming comics. Comics. Oh, Black, Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, yeah! I can't believe you got two this month as well. Well, one of them's a one of them's a, a, a done in one one shot. Yep, and then the other ones issue. How four did you know that? Going. Did you check the last page to find out whether or not it was a one? Look, story? I actually did. Um, but <gasps> where was where did that was ND's comics? No, that was in uh, Impact. But oh, uh, what happened there, Tim? I, I checked over my shoulders first. Did you? Did you show it? Yeah. Like, okay. All right, no one's there. <laughs> <laughs> then Donatello's up on the ceiling. Yeah, he yeah, dropped down. Yeah. Um, Oh, shit. But, yeah, you know, leading up to the Black Widow movie. Oh, you know, right. They've given her an ongoing series. They're dropping these one-shots mm-hmm. here and there and sort of reprints of the first appearance of uh, important characters yep. that are going to be in the movie. Um, I think that's really great on, on in a sense, and we've spoken about this before, where um, obviously comics aren't making money anymore, really, and, mm. I, and I don't know if they ever really did. Yeah. But... Um, might as well use them as as marketing materials for your big movie coming out. And the from what I've seen of your comic books, they're saying to draw um, um, Black Widow, like Scarlett Yoho, yeah, yep. and then her sister as well. Maybe she was formed more in the movie, but now giving her more of a basis in the um, comic book. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah I, I'm, I've got to be honest, I'm not sure about her history. Mm. Um but that's why I picked up this comic this week that's going to tell me exactly her origin story. Well, there we go. Yeah. Get, get you ready for the movie. Um, but, yeah, it would be good if the movies were using them as official advertisement, you know what I mean, tie-ins and stuff. Yeah. But, um, but they're not. There really doesn't seem to be a lot of... You know, talking to the guys who run the comic book shops, there really doesn't seem to be a lot of... Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, cross promotion. Cross promotion. Mm. You know, like the comics are saying, "Hey, the movie's coming." Right. Um, but the but we all know. We all know the movie's coming anyway. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, yeah, you know the movies. Yeah, you're not seeing a, a Black Widow trailer saying, "Hey, check out the Widowmaker's one shot." Yeah. Where you can be introduced to these two characters who are going to be in the movie. That's funny, isn't it? Because nowadays it's not. I mean, Marvel Studios is owned by Disney. And Marvel Comics is owned by Marvel. So they're still distinct companies. Yeah, yeah. And that's the same... It's always been the same with um, DC. Yeah. <clears throat> so you had Warner Brothers with the cartoons and the movies. Yep. And then DC with the comic books. It's only for a while. DC Comics, Detective Comic 
comics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, when I was back in um, loving the Batman movies, yep. going, ah, oh, I love this Batman movie, let's get the Batman comic. Black body armour, mm. then the comic book, blue underpants and, yeah. and a grey pyjama suit yeah. that's constantly being cut with a knife. And it took years to kind of marry those up. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, for the same reason. Like, they, neither company had to or wanted to probably want to cross-promote the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's another thing is, like, in Marvel comics have always tried to reflect whatever movie. Mm. And even to the point where Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3 came out, mm. just for no real reason, Spider-Man got back into his black costume from the 80s. Yeah. Because he was going to be in the black costume in the movie. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But then, apart from that, there was no real... Mm. crossover you know like that's what I mean like you're sitting down to watch the Black Widow movies for example in the, in the cinema mm. or any movie X-Men whatever mm. give us a commercial bang did you know these characters come from bang you can yeah. get this you know epic uh, what do you call it omnibus yeah. and learn all about her history outside. you know what I mean like do you reckon they're stopping doing that because they might feel like they'll lose their core audience which is young people because can you imagine if you're watching the new Star Wars, then suddenly there's an ad going, Hey, guys, if you like this, back in the 1970s, we had you go, you know what? Nah, because that's not, this was mine. This was for me. Whereas yeah. now you're reminding me that there's a whole legacy out there. It's like, yeah, that's not my thing anymore. Mm. So you're trying to make it, you brush it up and make it shiny for a new audience to discover on their own yeah. as opposed to lugging on the past history yeah I think, I think you're right I think they're trying to tap into something now mm. you know it's like with um, like Stephen King's uh, Dark Tower mm. it's like they weren't interested in making their audience bigger they were just interested in grabbing the audience oh, yeah. they already <clears throat> had and that's always the way with movies like yeah. you're always going for a general audience because and, and this might fall back into the cross promotion issues that we're talking about like a Batman movie isn't isn't trying to please the comic book yeah. guys because yeah. the comic book guys they're going to be the first ones going to the movie yeah. so we've got them already because we've got Batman yep. we've got the logo what we're trying to do is we're trying to get everybody else who doesn't give a shit about Batman and the people who only know Batman through the 1960s TV show yeah. so boom and that's why I was such a juggernaut so all the comic book nerds went and, and they got pissed off because of the interpretation of Batman yep. um, you know uh, Vicky Vale being in the, in the cave Joker being the you know the murderer of his parents they're yeah. all pissed off but they saw it four or five fucking times yeah, yeah. and um but then um other audiences were like shit that was cool yeah and and that's what you want you yeah. know but um you know the most purest Batman movie has been Batman Begins and that's because it's based on um Frank Miller's sort of origin story yeah. for it and that pleased both crowds but it wasn't a mega 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 blockbuster yeah. and it was almost like after the disaster of Batman and Robin, they did this one, which is the most sort of, you know, um, uh, truest form. Yeah. yeah. Until we get the Twilight Batman. We'll see. Want to hear some news? Yeah. So, because of COVID, yep. um, all of Warner Brothers movies that have been banked up are all going to be dropping on HBO Max and the cinema at the same time in America. So that means June... The Matrix 4, um, just, yeah, they've gone, they went, you know what, bugger it. Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad. Yeah, everything, everything. Is everything. that James Bond as well? I don't think that's Warner's. Yeah, right. But um, I, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, once, once James Bond makes that call, that kind of goes to show 
how serious COVID yeah. is being treated. Well, um, today it just dropped. It today they've had America's had <coughs> the most deaths today oh. than the history <clears throat> of COVID. Right today. Oh God! You know what I mean? And um, England as well. Mm. Like England is the, England is the highest death count in all of Europe. Right. Even though Brexit, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they, yeah, they got the highest death count in all all of Europe, and yeah, mm. America today mm. broke their record of deaths from COVID. Good luck, Biden. Yeah. Yeah, mate. You're fighting up your battle there. Yeah. But also, it, it shows that the um, perhaps the distributors or the studios um, just can't afford to wait any longer. Yeah. <clears throat> because they've, they've gone this long and thought, we need to call it, and this is it. You yeah. Know? And um, so, good news for people who don't want to go to the cinema, maybe. But yeah. um, again, it's a shame talking yeah. about cinema releases and getting to the cinema and all that. So. Yeah. Well, I saw Wonder Woman's dropping on Boxing Day here. I thought it was Christmas Day. Oh, actually, it could be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, one thing: we're forty <clears throat> minutes into the podcast. The air conditioner's on. It's a hot day. Okay. <laughs> so, if it sounded like you know, I, I listened to last week's podcast. I, I didn't notice it, but then again, I'm seventy percent deaf in my left ear, and uh, so who Tinnitus. knows? Who knows, mate? Um, so, look, just bear with us. It's Ooh. summertime. It's fucking hot. Um, <laughs> okay, so- Luke. What entertainment have you been consuming this week? I've had a busy week. I had a friend come up from Adelaide <clears throat> and he completely ruined my whole sort of plan for the week. They're allowed out of South <clears throat> Australia now? Yeah, they're Didn't allowed they out of their cages. Didn't they shut down? It was funny, like, uh, not half funny, but they, they had a six-day shutdown and I was looking at this thinking, hang on, but you can still fly in and out of South Australia. It's like, oh yeah, you can fly and fly out, but as soon as you come into South Australia, you have to shut down for six days. Is that like quarantine? No! But for six days, you can't leave your house. You go, well, that sounds That's like quarantine. quarantine. That no! Sounds, I, I tried this in the office. I said, Adelaide's totes closer. But no one said a thing. So I need to get a new job. <laughs> but, um, so he popped up because of this cricket stuff. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, just, just whacked my entire weekly schedule out of order. So missed the gym, missed seeing a person for breakfast, missed da 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 Like, it was so funny. Like, again, problems... They're not, but it's just interesting how just had this flow and effect, and you know, editing the podcast, all that sort of stuff, and um, so I didn't, I didn't really get to see too much Netflix stuff, but um, I did watch a couple of movies um, throughout the week. The excellent Happier Season, so Kristen Stewart and the girl from um, Dark Fate, Terminator. So they're a lesbian couple, and um, sold. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, go on. And um, and and they're and they're so in love. It's beautiful. Like you, you, like as soon as you see these two, like they're on a date, going through their magical Christmas sort of tourist sort of thing. Now, is the chemistry there? Yes. Okay, because it's, it's very interesting to see a lot of straight people playing gay people. Yeah, the, the chemistry's not there. It's like Anthony Lepuglia playing playing the gay person in La Levant. La, I know what you mean. Yeah. That Australian movie. Lantana. Lantana. Yeah. Him and that other blokey guy who was supposed to be gay. Mm. I haven't seen There was that. nothing there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there was nothing there. You oh, know what okay. I mean? Like, yeah, okay, you, you kiss a dude, but that doesn't... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I getcha. That's when I'm like, okay, just let gay people play gay people. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm not too sure. Um, maybe Kristen Stewart is um, bisexual or, or whatever. I mean, I don't like saying the word queer. 
you know? Because it, I, I yeah. find it to be, it, it shouldn't be queer, it shouldn't be off. You know, well, like I mean, I but it, it's one of those things where straight people used it for so long oh. as a weapon. Oh, so they've taken that term. It's kind of like, you know, okay. like African Americans with the N-word, where yeah, they're like, yeah. you know, you use it as a weapon, we can take this weapon away from you, now you can't use it anymore. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but I know exactly what you mean, I, yeah. I kind of feel the same. Yeah. yeah. But, but no, no, but anyway. like, you, you see them, because they're, they're on a date, and they're, and they're doing one of these walking tours through the streets of Philadelphia, and there's just Christmas stuff everywhere, but these two, they're absolutely smitten with each other, and it's just like, aww. Yeah, But nice. it, it's, it, they've got great chemistry, and that's... That's the bedrock to the entire movie. Because like you said, if you don't have that, you, you don't buy into it. Well, it was like that movie she was in with Lex Luthor. Eisenberg. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, they, Wonder, they, Wonder World or whatever it was. They were in two movies together. So well, in... The one I saw, it's the, it's the moment of the movie. Mm. You know what I mean? They're both in the pool, mm. you know, and it's, it's the moment. Mm. And it was just like I was looking at two cardboard people. You yep. know what I mean? Like, yep. and, and look... I rate her as an actor. I know she gets I a too. lot of shit, but and I, I know I've given her a lot of shit over yeah. the years. But I've seen her in way too many things where she's been great. So mm. I feel like I've got to blame him. <laughs> anyway. No, no, no. I blame the casting director. But, but how can... Yeah, look, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a casting director. No, no, no. You, you cast these people, you get them um, to audition together, and then you gauge their chemistry. I mean, for Star Wars, they had an A team and a B team. You know, they had Christopher Walken as Han Solo. They had Kurt Russell as Luke Skywalker, right? Because the chemistry... And they looked at the chemistry between the two groups and they went with A, you know? Yeah. And that's part and parcel of the whole casting process. Yeah, okay. And if that's the bedrock of a, of a romantic movie and it's not there, you're shit out of luck. Uh, but I guess with Star Wars... Actually, no. It's chemistry. Yeah. It, it's Han oh, Solo, the older brother. I was going to say none of them were names. But who was in the B group, you said? Christopher uh, Walken? Christopher Walken as Han Solo. Joey! In the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> please! See, but he would have been a name back then. Uh, he, he was coming off. Yeah, no, you're right. You're Is right. it The Omen he was in? No, oh. Prophecy. Those Prophecy movies? No, that was in the 90s. He oh, was okay. coming out of Deer Hunter. And Kurt he, Russell was a Disney child star. And Kurt Russell was a name. Yeah, he's yeah. always been a name, man. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But isn't that funny? They went with... Well, maybe they went with whoever was cheaper. But obviously, they went with a, a great group. Who had chemistry. Yeah. yeah. Like Kristen Stewart. Like, she does... You know, when people think that she is quite limited as an actor, I think, fine. Maybe she is, but she does that one thing really, really well. Yeah. And that's this anxious energy, this nervousness, this shyness. And um, and that's 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 representative of a whole generation now. Yeah. You, know, you look at Billy, El- Billy Elliot. What's that... What's that um, that female singer, Billy uh, Irish. Billie Irish. Yeah. Irish. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's doing the new Bond theme, yeah. and I haven't heard it, but I, I can. I, I'm, I'm sure to tell you, you can probably barely hear what the hell she's saying. Yeah. But again, that moody, that the, the eyebrows, that's representative of a whole yeah. generation yeah. now as well. Yeah. And um, so Kristen Stewart, it's like Arnie Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I've never seen him do Shakespeare, but what he does do, he does it really well. He did Shakespeare in Last Action Hero. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The Rock. <laughs> Again, no, no, again, he's he's the highest paid actor today. You know, so uh, Krista Stewart, she's got her niche all there. It's funny how we, some actors, we want them to just do the their thing their that we thing. love them doing. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, he's had decades of fame because yeah. we just want him to blow someone away yeah. and then say a one line. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you can't act. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, <clears throat> So many stars, we but then someone 
I wonder if it's an inbuilt misogynistic thing where it's like, but women we expect more from. I don't know. Just I, a thought. Just a thought off the top of my head. Don't mean to get into identity politics. No, no, just, that's interesting. Just a thought I just had. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah because yeah. we've always loved Christopher Walken doing his thing. Yeah, you know. Um, but we also give men the freedom to do whatever they want. Perhaps. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. This is a thought I think we're both going to have to think a bit think more about. about. But I loved it. So happiest season. Yep, happiest know? season. And, and it's about like, you know, um, on the cuff, uh, you know, they're having such a great time. Harper, the one played by Terminator Dark Fate Lady, says, yep. you know what? Come home, meet the family. And Chris goes, oh, yes, I will. They're driving there. Harper has to turn off the road and go, actually, before you meet them, they don't know I'm gay. Wackiness ensues. Right. Quack, quack, quack. Yeah, and so yeah. it's all that sort of stuff, like yeah. ducking in and out of each other's rooms and all that sort of stuff. And so you get into, um, you know, the the tropes and, and the and the wackiness or whatever. But again, it's just the chemistry between these two. And, and when they do finally have time to themselves, they, they're just all over each other. Yeah. It's just like puppy... Yeah, it's just lovely. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And the only other movie that made me go, oh, like that, was One Fine Day, George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer, back in the late 90s where they're both working parents, single working parents, and throughout this day, their lives get crisscrossed where they have to look after each other's kids or whatever. And by, you know, spoilers, at the very end, you want them to get together. Yeah, because he's... Fall he's on the couch. Because he's very immature. And no, she's very mature. Is that the movie? May, maybe, but no, but like he's more loose because he's like a spin doctor, I think. But Okay, the mm. one scene I'm thinking about mm. is... She's laying down all the rules for him to look after the girl. Right. And he's got a broom and he's hunting for her. He's playing a game. Oh my God, I can't remember this. And then she's saying all the rules and then she says, and he, like he's sneaking around hunting. It's, it's all funny. <laughs> okay. And she lays out all the rules and she goes, are you even listening? Yes, yes I'm listening. And then she goes, okay, good night, honey. And then the little girl goes, bye, mom. And he goes... <laughs> and then George Clooney goes, "Bye, honey," <laughs> to try and <laughs> to try and find it. You know, that's I, I think that's the movie. That's the one scene right. that's in my head. But that, I mean, just in terms of chemistry, yeah. that's yep. what reminded me of that. And it reminded me again because I'm so story and script focused that I forget sometimes. You just watch a movie to make you feel good. Yeah, the feeling of it, it doesn't matter what happens. It's just the feeling. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but also last night. I rewatched on my projector Spider-Man 2. Um, Spider-Man 2. Sam Raimi or... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sam Raimi. Oh, Doc Octopus. Yeah, because a friend came over and said, you know, I know this is your favourite superhero movie, because it is. I love Batman. Yep. But Spider-Man 2 is the strongest superhero movie. That's the hill I'll die on. Yep. And watching it again, beautiful. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what your memory of it is like, but just the colours just bright you've got the gold hues you obviously got the reds and the blues just jumping off the screen everything is shot larger than life yep. and even though they're teenagers and he's playing for the ne- you know, the girl next door yep. it's just elevated epic like it's the end of the world if she doesn't yeah. fall for him you know and it's just high 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 stakes as opposed to what's being played at the moment with the new Spider-Man and everything's like yeah whatever yeah you know whatever yeah. Yeah. and you don't get that ah oh, it's operatic and I love it and watching again the story is so simple yep. like, it, like relatively speaking but it's endued with again the, the, the 
Christian sim- symbology of the train that they yeah. use in every Spider-Man now. Oh, the trains from that one. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. and that train sequence is excellent. It's beautiful, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Doc Ock and his arms and, and the callbacks to Sam Raimi's earlier Evil Dead movies. That's one thing that I remember from watching Spider-Man 2 yeah. was that I was like, this isn't a superhero movie. This is a Sam Raimi movie. Mm-hmm. You know, that... Mm-hmm. Um, I do... In, well, I, the arms are going. Yeah, the, yeah. The evil Dead view. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, was it again? I might have to think that some glass shatters. And yes, it, it, it suggests that it goes into someone's eye without yeah, actually yeah. showing. Because the it. glass is going into the camera, but yeah. then we realise it, it has a reflection of the girl's yeah. eyes. Yeah, you know, and then it goes in there. Whereas now you wouldn't have that. Yeah, but all of that is just such beautiful artistry. Yeah, and um, and each frame is just so well thought out. It's, it's like a, a, a comic book come to life. Well, yeah, yeah. But um, no, it's great. It's just so rich, like everything about it. And and Dave Franco before he was a complete stonehead. Yeah. Or he probably was, but he, he probably better. Was. Yeah. But um, no, just just beautiful and great, and just reminded me of um, what what the Marvel movies lack. I yeah. think a bit because oh. Marvel movies are TV in in the way that. Um, things can be ironed out pretty easily. Yeah. Like, they can just rewrite things or whatever, so everything's a little bit loose. Whereas, you know, Spider-Man 1, 2, <coughs> 3. Yeah. Um, they're almost like canon, and, and each one is really important yeah. to the mythology of, of that that universe. Yeah. Um, look, I, I do remember really enjoying it. It's been a long time since I've watched it. Mm. I th- I'm pretty sure I've got it at home, so I'll, I'll endeavour to it give it a look. Yeah. It's a better movie than the first one, because the first one is Origin, yeah. and then Slap on a Bad Guy at the end. A bit like the first Superman movie. Yeah. So, Origin. Oh, Lex Luthor! It's got missiles and, and some land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, one thing that we didn't talk about last week, The Mandalorian. Ah, yes, yep. So, are you up to date? Not quite. I'm the, one episode off from being up to date. Well, now you're two because the new episode drops tonight. Ooh. Friday nights is when new, new episodes drop. Okay. Uh, so I'm two behind. Yep. But like I said, for me to watch a TV series, I either have to be doing something at the same time because I'm just i just yeah. running out of time. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I dedicate seven and a half hours of my life every day to get money. Then the rest of it is sleeping or doing stuff that I actually want to get done. Yep. So... And there's not a lot of time left in the day, but um, with Mandalorian, um, I want to I want to watch it. Yeah. So I can't be doing podcasting, I can't be doing research, I can't be doing all these other things. Yep. Art, creativity, have to sit down and watch it. And um, and sometimes I feel like ah, oh, I can't be bothered because it sounds a bit like work. But when I'm watching it, it's just so fresh. Yeah. It's it's just it is an escape. It's going back to Star Wars back in the seventies. Yeah. And it's great. And it's not overly challenging it's just enjoyable and as far as you know a sequel to the original trilogy i think we've said it before this is how it should have been this is the way it should have been like forget about the trilogy that they just did which just redid the original this is great and the last one i watched was the stormtroopers on their bikes going through the um through through the deserts and i was just absolutely blown away that i think that was with um Cutie McCutison uh, from Scream, three, Scream Two. He was um, he was wearing the uh, Boba Fett armor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just great. Or maybe it was the egg sucking. I'm not too sure. But it got to a point where I saw these stormtroopers chasing after our good guys, yeah. and I thought this this is Disney Plus. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, like shit. Yeah, because I always thought, oh Disney Plus, it's just going to be. 
kind of a bit like Netflix, not good enough to be on the big screen, but but satisfying well, enough to watch at I home. Think, I but think we is... all expected that Disney Plus would be Aladdin two. Yes, you know what I mean. Like they, it's what Disney did most of the time mm. was release a hit. And then released two straight-to-video cartoon pieces of garbage. Yeah. And so that's what we were expecting. And for the most part, I think that is what Disney Plus is. Right. Except Mandalorian. Mm. Freaking brilliant. It's because it's, the first know. season, it was it was almost like, yeah, yeah, this is good, this is good. This season, oh my god. Yeah. They obviously got a bigger budget because Disney has the budget. Yeah. And, um, and they just popped it on there. And, and it's fantastic. It's like all they had to do was like Walt Disney's dead body underneath Disneyland. They just <laughs> needed to take one of his solid gold cigars yeah. and put that towards yeah. thing. Just ring out the, the gold blood from yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever yeah. bit you got left over. Ring out the, 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 the blood of the Holocaust victims. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus. <laughs> Um, yeah, and look, and I'm really hoping for the same with the Marvel TV series. Yeah. You know, early next month, early January, we're going to be getting WandaVision. Yeah, and that, that commercial, that got me in. Yeah. Because I'm so pessimistic about yeah. all that. But I saw that, that commercial, I was like, oh, all right, bring it on. Did you see this week that um, some on-set photos dropped from the Hawkeye TV series of yes. Young Hawkeye Girl. And and what her she I like her. What's her name? I, I don't even know who it is. Uh, the pictures was... I saw were blurry, so I don't even know who the actress oh, is. Oh, she was from Bumblebee. Haley Haley something filled. Bumblebee. Yeah, yeah. The the girl from the movie Bumblebee. Oh, the Transformers movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um Haley Atfield. Anyway, she's Look, a, yeah. she's a great actor. She was from um True Grits. Um, when she was a tiny when she little, was little girl. with the ponytails. Yeah yeah, 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 And she was a powerhouse. And since then, she was in uh, Pitch Perfect 2 and 3. Not the good one. The other two. Yeah, okay. I know who you're talking about now. Hayley. That's her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Hayley. Oh, good on you, Hayley. At, well, uh, Hayley Lat- Latris. Good on you. Yep. She looks good. I've seen a couple of photos. Yeah. So that's what? Hawkeye, the TV series? Right, and these are going to be mini-series between gaps of the movies. That's Well, that's what they were originally announced as, so right. I hope they still are. Yeah. Because uh, WandaVision was supposed to lead to the horror movie, which is Doctor Strange 2, which now Scott D- Derrickson's left the movie because they probably didn't want to go as hard as he wanted to go for a horror movie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Wusses. Mm. Do we have HBO Max in Australia? I think HBO Max goes through Fox. Oh, I think. Alright. <clears throat> okay. So that's going to be... Uh, to me, that's a uh, moral dilemma. Mm-hmm. In that... Not for me. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like... I, I talk to my friends who are... And I'm like, you know, I do my best to legally pay to watch my entertainment. Mm. You know, someone who with me who's had lifelong aspirations to get into the entertainment industry. Um, you know what I mean? So that's where that comes from. But even my friends who are still hardcore... Um, you know, we don't pirate. We pay for our entertainment. Yeah, they'll say, yeah, but we make the we'll make the exception for Murdoch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like Murdoch's such a fucking joke. We'll steal shit off him. Is that funny? Like, it, it really actually matters. Like, image um, for for these um, mega mega millionaires. Like yeah. Elon Musk. 
I love him. Yeah. I, I think he's he he is just what I'd want to be if I was a multimillionaire. Yeah. You know? Like a like a good Lex Luthor. Yeah, Whereas, but I kind of feel like yeah, but you didn't solve world hunger today. No, no, you, no. You he's he's flawed, but he's so <laughs> egocentric and he's out there, he's yeah. got these ridiculous ideas. Yeah. As opposed to Murdoch, who's just odious and um, And the the dude behind Amazon who's the richest billionaire in the world and has only doubled his worth with coronavirus oh yeah right and I'm like that's I've got to be honest that's why I actually cancelled my Amazon Prime yep. membership because yep. I was just like dude you know you could solve world hunger and still be a billionaire mm. but you didn't do that today no <laughs> not today yeah no. and, and I'm giving you money see I thought Richard Branson you much less money I thought Richard Branson was a multi-millionaire but he's but he's not. He's he doesn't own Virgin or or something. He, he came up with it or something. Okay. But he's fun, you know. Yeah. So yeah. if he was selling some, unless someone told me, "Hey, Luke, he did this thing this one time," I'd probably reconsider. Yeah. But just on his image, I go, you know what? Yeah, I'll yeah. buy something from him. As vapid as that sounds. Whereas most billionaires look like demons. <laughs> yeah. Don't they? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like yes. you, I mean, part, yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah. Okay, he looks like a. A regular human being. He doesn't. He looks a little off. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Everyone else just looks like soulless demons. Yeah. You got Murdoch. <laughs> you got the Amazon guy. You got yeah. the Facebook boy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They just. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. It does something. Or do you have to be a type to get that? Maybe. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, let's wrap up this first half. We'll uh, cut to our sponsors. I don't know who our sponsors are this week. Um, if any, <laughs> if any, I don't know. Okay. Um, and we'll be back to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles micro series Leonardo. Stick around. This is a Turtle Boy podcast. Hello, friends. I'm musician, singer, songwriter, and music nerd Charlie John. I host a music-based podcast called Mad Sound Radio, where I interview friends of mine who are singers, songwriters, music producers, and many more in the music industry about their craft and how they honed it. New interview episodes are available wherever you get podcasts every Wednesday morning, and video of each episode is uploaded on our YouTube page at the very same time. In high quality. We also host a writer's roundtable live once a month on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch pages where myself and three or four others will play our original music and then chat for a while afterwards. Check out our Facebook page to learn more about when we go live and check out madsoundradio.com to join our newsletter. Once again, that's madsoundradio.com. Thanks so much. When stories come to life and threaten to fracture reality beyond repair, only an English professor and a research librarian have the knowledge and smarts to save us all. Join artist Pablo Martinena, letterer and designer Brent Fowler, editor Hassan Otsman Elhow, and writer Will Allred on Crossover Division number one, now on Kickstarter. Become an agent by going to crossoverdivision.com slash KS. This is a Turtle Boy podcast. Hey, welcome back to uh, Turtle Boy podcast. What did you think of those sponsors, uh, Luke? They were so great. I'm I'm really liking all these sponsors. Like they just get better every episode. I'm totally going to buy that product and and, or... and all service. <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. Um. Yeah, look, okay, let's get into this comic. 
Well, first... Oh, yes, we've cracked open the Lucky Buddhas. Mm-mm. Mm. That's such a relief, man. Oh. Like, being sold out, I was, you know... toast evoed Yeah. As the kids would say. As they say, they do say that. Well, again, good problem to have, Lucky Buddha. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. glad that you guys are... Well, it's summer beer, or is it just the place that you're going to? I reckon it's this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Because we're advertising <laughs> them so much. I know, right? Every time a new issue of Ninja Turtles drops, people go out to get their lucky Buddha. Mm-hmm. This is green, so compliments your turtles. Exactly. There you go. And, um, yeah, we're, we're building a symbiosis between Ninja Turtles comics and lucky Buddha beer. What are you doing? So Eastman, lucky Buddha, <laughs> meet each <Yeah>. other, <laughs> write me a check. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you've already fucked that up. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay so Lucky Buddha Beer very relieved mm. um, so refreshing this is my summer drink mm. now yeah definitely mm. man definitely so Leonardo number one in a one issue micro series Leonardo I- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles let's just talk about that <laughs> so <laughs> it's a micro series so number one in a one issue micro series is that a way to say this is a one and done? Yeah. A but, long So that's going to stop way. you from having to check the back page in a comic book store, where apparently they don't like that, Tim. They don't like that at all. Because it's good to find out how it ends naturally, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. But there we go. Which, look, I can see the merit of their argument. Can you? Yes. But if you're a customer and you've got to buy it, who cares? Well, that's the problem, is you read in the back, and then you're not going to buy it. Oh, no the hero's going to win. Or if they don't, that means it's an ongoing series. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. So this is number one in a one-issue micro-series, but this taps into the core story. This kicks off a whole new arc by the feels of things. A whole new arc. A whole new arc. A whole new arc. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> but, um... Because Shredder will stab them. <laughs> but the other <laughs> micro-series... We're going to write... We're going to write Ninja Turtles musical based oh, on Aladdin music, all totally, right? Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, the other one-offs have just been character studies mm-hmm. and inconsequential adventures. Yes. You know? Well, not inconsequential, but like building up the character, but you don't necessarily need them for the core story. Yep. This um, uh, story, this issue, I had in my graphic novels yep. because that was the core story. Yep. But it's interesting that the last official core um you know, uh, issue was a prequel, which could have been a standalone, but now we've got a standalone that, as you say, kicks off a whole new arc in the main continuity. Yep. Which is um, tied into previous issues. Yes. So this is very odd. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't think of it like that, but no, you're right. It's not really a one shot at all. No. It's really, I think it's probably like they, they were probably like we need to relaunch. We, you know, we've done the other three. Yeah. Fuck, we need to do Leonardo, but we need to get on with the story. Yeah. Okay. Let's just. <laughs> Especially since the last story, the 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 prequel one was almost like a filler because Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were busy with the business. Yep. So, <clears throat> I think they should have had this in the um, 
normal continuity. Yeah. And then have the prequel tale focus on Leonardo yeah. as a micro spin-off series. But Look, it wouldn't have been hard to shift the view. Yeah, absolutely. Have um, Leo be the astral plane character, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Or even just have it, have it. Leo's being like, what's wrong with Splinter? What's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and but, yeah. this is his first time leading the team yeah. on their first adventure. Yeah. Becoming, yep. becoming a leader. But anyway. Yep, cool, cool. Do you have this cover? I somewhat do. It, the colours, it's been coloured slightly differently. Oh, God. So, yeah, yeah, it's a bit more garish on my one. Yeah, I don't like yours. Is that the original one? The original was a gatefold one, like, last week. Oh. So, what you're looking at here, right, is you've only got half the cover. Right. Okay. And, again, because I read the um, the notes in the end of this comic... Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you're looking at the the front and back cover, you, you've actually got a giant Shredder's head mm-hmm. looking between the ninjas towards Leonardo. Ah, right, because those curves just under the title—that's his helmet. Oh. right. And if you scroll down and you see he's standing, um, those are the claws, the Shredder claws on his ah. fist. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I actually oh. had to when I read the. The, the the letters in the back of my edition. Yeah, I went, googled it, and searched it, and yeah, it's it's a double page cover, a spread. Yeah, that um, and and then you can see, and his eye is actually looking through the foot soldiers on the other side, right? Because there's no Leonardo in the way. Because um, what I've got is the IDW one shot. Yep. So this is a reprint color classic. The colored classic one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So there we go, color classics. Yeah, cool. So I'm not too sure what the original um, original looks like. It'd be interesting to know what the original looks like because whether or not it would be full color or if it would be duo tone. No, I, I seem to remember even looking it up. It was still like yours, all colored, not as garish as yeah. mine, but it was still. Okay. I think it was your <clears throat> colors, but the double page spread. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Yep. Uh, the ninjas, are, uh, I just love the foot ninjas because, yeah. again, seeing the 1990 movie for the first time, I was like, that's not the foot clan. They're not rope. What's going on? Mm-hmm. But it's amazing to see how they they translated the foot so well as the movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, obviously, judging by the cover, mm-hmm. we're getting back into foot maniac fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the last time we saw the foot... They were just something funny on the, happened along the way to the TCRI. That's building. right, yeah. And that was it. Yep. And, and so we, we never learned what they were doing. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Because, you know, uh, I would have thought, like, from all my years of watching ninja movies, once the master's taken out, that's it. Yeah. You know. Um, all the... all the, <laughs> It's the same as zombie movies. Once the head zombie's yeah. taken out, all the zombies are like... Well, what have I been doing in my life? Yeah, yeah. Same with ninja movies, man. You yeah. take out the boss, you're like, well, what have I been doing with my life? That's right, because there's no hierarchy. You've got the boss, and then you've got your your, your soldiers, yep. and that's it. That's probably that's why it's designed that way, so you can't have any sort of power struggles. Except for Hydra. Right. Take one head, two will take its place. Well, they're confident, aren't they? Yeah. There we go. That's why they've got a, a council of leaders. Mm. Yeah. Uh, in the movie, we had Tatsu. Tatsuo. Tatsuo. No, Tatsuo is from... Tatsuo is Akira. Tatsu is Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... Which I liked him. Yeah, yeah. But if he was in the comics, I would assume he would have been the one to take over. Yep. Or to find another leader. 
Well, look, in five years' time when we get into the into the actual new IDW run, oh. you see that sort of shit happening, mm. that he does have lieutenants as opposed to just him and the clan. Yeah, okay. And, um, you know, when he's taken out, either his daughter will step up or the, or Hun will step Karai? up. Karai? Yeah, Karai. I think Karai. that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, she gets introduced in the um, Mariah, uh, image ones okay so we'll get to that yeah cool i know i've read the first like six image ones they're hard uh, until actually i didn't i didn't mind from what i was reading though but i stopped because we started doing this podcast so i could just naturally get to them yeah but I, I got up to where bloody donatello fell out of a helicopter and he was a skeleton yeah i was like that's brutal yeah <laughs> i uh, love donatello man what that's the... all brutal yeah like, i mean we'll get to it yeah later. we'll get to it <laughs> Cool. So, yeah, no, I like the cover, but I wish I had the wraparound. Yeah. Maybe look good? Yeah, mm. okay. Um, the, the recolouring is very, very smooth. Yeah, it so is. So it's obviously, um, you know, computer graphics. Yep. Um, yeah. So there's no smudgy goodness. There's none of that. There's, yeah. no, there's no even real shading. There's just um, colour grading. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Okay, so we open on the snowy rooftops of New York City. Like you said last week, um, yeah, we had snowy Christmas time with Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. And hang on. Was Michelangelo the last in continuity story we had? Donatello. We just saw Donatello. Okay. Oh, in story? Like, like you know, as far as the story is going, a timeline... Mm-hmm. We had Michelangelo. I'm just trying to, just in, in in my own head, try and put this in place as far as could this be the third of January? Oh, I get you. You know what I mean? Because there's no real. I reckon it's all around the same. I reckon we've just had Christmas. So we've we've had Michelangelo. Yeah. We've had Christmas Day. We've saved the orphans and gave them yep. all the toys. All the alien toys. And then <laughs> the alien orphan toys to the orphans. Yep. yep. And then. Three days later, Donatello tried to fix the water heater and he fell through time and space and met Jack Kirby and Jack Kirby was left in another dimension. Yeah. And then the 2nd of January, Leonardo's out training on the roof. And and the main the main thing is, has the shower been fixed? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that, I guess. Yeah, so I think this is, I think this is all around mm. at the same time. Like, um, even though it would have taken them a year to do the four issues, including the prequel one. Oh, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Can we say, well, this happened in the space of, well, an, an, one New York winter sort yeah, of thing. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Let's just assume it's around at the same time. It's just me. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And if you don't want to assume, that's fine. It can yeah. be a year later. They could have been waiting for the shower to be fixed for a year. That's right, because April doesn't want to pay for that. No, that's right. <laughs> And if you've got a landlord too, sometimes it takes that long. But also, Kirby's stopped paying rent. He's gone. Yeah. So they're not having that shower anytime yeah, soon. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if there's any mention of Kirby in future yeah. issues, or it's just like, <laughs> whatever happened to that boy that lived downstairs? <laughs> Donatello, did you um, did you kill him? Yeah. You came back very grumpy that yeah, day. That's right. <laughs> Wiping all that blood off your hands. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, Tiny Leonardo. Yep. On the rooftops of New York. How do you look? You're in black and white? Mine's black and white, How's that look? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, look, the colours... I don't feel like the colours detract from it. No, but I remember reading this in Smudgy, Smudgy Black and White, my graphic novel. Yep. And, um, yeah, it's it's beautiful. Okay, well, let's immediately 
talk about the elephant in the room, the turtle in the room. Mm-hmm. Scroll to panel two. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now look how neat and tidy these lines are. Yeah. In the black and white version, no smudgy smudgy. Aww. Right? And that's 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 the theme throughout, is that you've got the top three quarters of the page mm. done very smudgy smudgy, and then the the next the last panel of the page mm. is very clean. Okay. Done by oh, I get you. another artist. What? It's true. Right? No, story not. No, no, no. I, again, because I read the letter page in the back. Oh. Right? This. Okay, so look. We've got Leonardo in the snow. A story. Yes. We've got the B story, which is the panel down the bottom, mm-hmm. which is one of the turtles holding a kitchen knife saying, where's Leo? Right? Mm-hmm. Don't know which one that is yet at this point. Next page. Yep. Okay, we've got foot soldiers jumping out of nowhere. And now, they look awesome. What goes around comes around. The title, now read that box. An Eastman, Larrard, Bissett, Dooney, Lawson, Brown, Levine production. This was actually a big mashup piece. Oh. You had all five artists, and again, I only learnt this. This week I posted on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, mm. a panel from this comic before I realised this and saying... You have to appreciate the beauty of the classic Eastman and Laird black and white art. Yeah, and then the haters came on board, didn't well, they? Well, no, no one said anything, but <laughs> then it wasn't until I got to the letters page at the end mm. where Peter Laird explains that, again, because they're dealing with business, mm. um, <clears throat> yeah, this was like a one, two, three, four, five, six, a seven artist mash piece where he was laying them out. Um, Eastman was doing the main pages. The other guys were doing the the bottom clean the B story. panels. The B story, yeah. So, who's the artist behind the main chunk, the A story? Um, Laird and Eastman. Eastman and Laird. Right. Laird was doing the layouts. Yep. Eastman was doing the finishes. Really? Okay. Yep. Because, like, like, I'm seeing a little bit sharper angles yeah. and lines to the turtles, and that looks reminiscent of the... Um, the 1990s movie adaptation, yeah. I think, was Lawson. Yeah. Okay. Look, maybe I'm maybe I'm remembering incorrectly. No, 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 no. Either way, um, we've got two teams working on two stories yeah. in the same book. So, and that's that's the difference that you can see with the art on each page. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Okay. My money is main story. I reckon is Lawson, and I reckon B story is Eastman Laird. because that makes sense because they're the ones who don't have enough time. No, nah, because. Led definitely said he did the layouts for across the board. Oh, layout. Yeah, just the, the, the really rough panel layouts. Okay. So, talking out my ass, right? Mm-mm. Let's just say Led did all the layouts. Yep. Eastman did the pencils, mm-hmm. potentially on the main story with Lawson doing the inks. Yep. Or, no, or vice versa. See, that's it. Lawson on the pencils, Eastman on the inks, and then the backup story is Brown and Levine doing pencils and inks. I think Lawson's the pencils for story A. And I'm not going to look it up. (laughs) As far as I'm concerned. As far as I'm concerned. Once we get to it, let's uh, have a look. I'll I'll have to have another read. For our dear listeners. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm just like, look, I already fucked it up. No! Let's just fucking... No, no, no. This is is the whole point of this. Like, we're getting to the, the guts of it. Yeah. That's amazing because now, knowing that, you can see a clear difference. Yeah. Whereas before I... Pfft. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, as I was saying, you can see it in the black and whites. 
Whereas mm. the main story has all the lovely smudgy smudge we love, mm. but then the, um, the 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 B story is very clean. Yeah, there's no gray gray shades in there in it at. There's no gray shades in it at all. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Um, if I apart from the OG originalistic issue, having our um, turtles look very short and angular, yeah, but yep. really great detail. This is my next step up. This this yeah. sort of design. I think that is because of the um, movie adaptation artwork. Um, because okay. again, that was all in house. Yeah. You know, like it was. You know how sometimes you get a movie adaptation comic book where it's just like meh, because I know you're going to buy it. because yeah. It's a tie into the movie. Yep. Whereas the the original comic book adaptation was from Mirage Studios. Yeah. yeah. And um and it looked great. They didn't try and make it look like the movie. They just did their own yeah. thing again. It Told the story in their yeah. own style. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And as you said, these two foot soldiers just look awesome. They look the business. Like snow dripping off them. They've been yeah. waiting. Yeah. So go back to the previous page, and he's in the snow there. They're hiding somewhere in that snow. You know what I like? So you've got, like you said, uh, the turtle in the room. We can see nothing on these rooftops. We've got a green turtle to, uh, to Katana and a red bandana. Leo! Is that you? <laughs> Nah. Nah. My name's Frank. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a lizard. <laughs> Dickhead. <Yeah. laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, and so, and this is also the, um, the issue that we're getting to, uh, where you, you see the foot being a bit of a threat. They're yeah. not stormtroopers anymore. They're yeah. not, uh, bungling guys. Yep. Not that they were that bungling in the first issue, but they definitely when we saw them on the TCRI building, they were yeah. just fodder. Yeah. Now these are actual ninja warriors. ninja warriors, and they they mean business. Yeah, and they look cool. They don't have Uzis. They got yeah. classic armbands and um, and katana. Yeah, and they look cool. And you're right. I mean, they look like they've been in snow for quite some time because that's like crusted up sleet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. That's awesome. And again, we're getting straight into the thick of a action sequence from a Hong Kong, you know, yeah. kung fu movie. Yep. yep. Um, and then the backup story is just some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Christmas. It's Christmas. Okay, so this must be a year later because we already had Christmas. So what have they been doing for a year? Fixing the water machine or and reminiscing about prequels. Was was that Christmas Eve with Mikey? Is this the next day? That's, I'm going to have to have another read. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so it's right. So it's trying to do that juxtaposition between everyday life and then an action sequence. And I think having mm. the two teams, two art teams, do it really effectively. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because you do have this totally Christmas oblivious to what's going on outside. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the cleaner art style, you know, the very definition of gritty art mm. versus clean art, they're just having some good, clean Christmas fun. Yeah, they're inside, it's warm, it's Christmas. Yeah. Leo's outside. Yeah, in this gritty cold. snow... Yeah, not even like it's fresh snow. New York mm. snow, like you see in, on the news and shit. It's 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 polluted, uh, grey. Yeah, grey. It's yeah. grotty. It's yeah. And um, I mean, this is like a, a Frank Miller story bunched up with Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. With what's his name, uh, McCallum. Ah, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, God. He's even got the beanie and the scarf that yeah. the kid was wearing in the. Home Alone movies. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, Kevin. Um, this entire issue, 
is in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990 movie. Yes, um, but just swapped out Raphael. Raph for Leo, yeah. And the same thing, jumping back and forth. Ah, oh, Raph, he should be around any time now. Yeah. You, know, you dirty rat, you yeah. dirty rat. All that. Yeah, yeah. And they did it the same way. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's it. I love reading the, um, the, uh, the source material for movies. Like, to read the Crow graphic novel and then to see what they did with the, with the movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, the movie's great, but The Crow is just even more richer and yeah. pulpier. There's a lot more going. It's like comparing the novel to the movie, you know? You did, I did, you did know, I told you, I think I told you, I, I met James O'Barr. Yeah, you did. And he signed my Crow. Yeah, you did. Yeah. One of the greatest yeah. moments okay. of my life. You also met Same Kevin day Eastman. that I had uh, met Kevin Eastman, and uh-huh. uh, he signed my Ninja Turtle, and uh, I gave them both copies of my comic book. And, uh, was Nate there? No. Yes, yeah, Nate was there. Fuck. You know, but uh, it was too far away. You didn't want to drive with us. Well, I didn't want to drive. I could have slept in the back. You I can't could, believe... You didn't sell it to you me. You could have fucking flown. You didn't sell it to met me. us there. <laughs> that Kevin Eastman and the Crow dude would be there. You didn't say that. If you did, I would have been there. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, anyway. and we're probably not going to have another convention like that for another five <laughs> years or something, man. This was your, oh. that was your Homer Simpson Mr. T moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> totally. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Anyway, and the more that I look at this, the more I'm confident it's Lawson as the pencils. Yep. Because okay. you've got just, just these sharp angles yeah, for, the, yep. for the thing. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and I was surprised now to read this. I thought the whole thing was silent from memory. Yeah. But um, yeah, it is silent during the Leonardo battles. Yep. But not for the Home Alone B story. The B story, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's just action. Which is beautiful too, you know. And I mean, it makes sense that uh, ninjas are doing their thing quietly because mm. you don't want to attract the, the locals, the riffraff. Yep. And Leo's a turtle, so he doesn't want to call attention to any of this. Yeah. That's great. No, it, it's just cinematic. We can follow the lines. Yeah. We can follow the action. Not beautiful. Mm. And then the B story again. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's sort of, you know, just just comedy. Yeah. It's, it's lovingly preparing for Christmas. So he's defeated two ninjas, and then suddenly... Throwing blades out of nowhere. Yeah. What could possibly have thrown blades? Oh, more foot soldiers. <laughs> yes. And more different weapons, yep. you know? So now we've got this thing that... Um, the chain with the blade on it. Yeah. Did Mikey... In the last issue, in the pre-Teenage Mutant Turtles, um, he had a chain weapon. Did it have a blade on no, it? No, it had uh, like a heavy weight on it. Right, so it was like a proto nunchuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But just a savage thing, you know? Yeah. Just... Well, I mean, you, you remember on the Daredevil TV series? Yeah. Remember when he's fighting that guy, he was using one of those chains with the blades. With a hook on it. Yeah, yeah and yeah, it yeah. just kept slicing him open, man. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a violent fucking tool when you see, the, see it in action, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, my copy, which is coloured. Yep. We've got glowing red eyes for the foot. Yeah. Do you have any hint of a glow? Uh, let's have a look. Nah. 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 You, you've just got the round. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. yeah. Just, just the round eyes. I think I like the black and white version better than this. Yeah. Look, but but I don't mind the red eyes, man. Oh, you know? I just think black and white just looks a little bit more. Well, it looks grimmer. Yeah. You know, because this is a grim story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It looks way more grittier and, yeah, dirty. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're cutting the tree. 
Yep, setting the tree up. Michelangelo's fondling the Christmas tree. No, that's that's actually Raph. Oh right. Michelangelo's the one that's uh, <clears throat> talking about having to cut vegetables. He's making dinner. Oh cool. Well there we go. That's happening. And yeah, Leo's on the rooftop versing off against one ninja. See, there's this that I remember reading, thinking, hang on, what's he doing? So he's got his blade out. And, oh, he's... But then he's putting it back. Yeah, he... he's... He, oh, I don't he's know. Putting, he's putting them both back. The, but then he's the, taking one out. No, the ninja just knocked him down. Right. He dropped one of his swords. Oh, right? He okay. picked that up and he put it back. Right. Well, I mean, the one in his hand he put back, then he picks up that one and puts that one back. Puts it back. It looks very cool. Yeah. And this is the type of detail that I um, I love in these comic books. But, um, yeah, because you know what? He could have just picked it up. Yeah. Kept it running. But, no. Yeah. It's just cool. It just looks cool. The, the, this sort of action line. Yeah. Yeah. And still more talk about the tree. Even Splinter's only concerned about the Christmas tree. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're back, April. Not like, hi, April, how are you? Are oh, you back? You're back. Did you find a proper tree? Did, it's like, what do you, what you're do you back. mean proper? Did you find a proper tree and did you fix the water system? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's saying where's Leonardo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hang on. You know, whatever Leo's up to, you can be sure of one thing. Get back into the... No, this is beautiful. I just love... How this almost looks like Gotham City. Yeah. This is, yeah, again, a Frank well, I mean, Miller. It's definitely New York. Yeah, Frank Miller's New York City. Mm. Landing in yeah. the alleyway. Looks awesome. This is street-level vigilante comic books. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, in black and white, I loved just this chopping the carrots. Yep. Because, again, just the detail. It looks just very... Um, yeah, how you see those farm recipe books... Where everything was so urban, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah, colourful yeah. and everything. So, yeah, again, he's just cutting a carrot, but they put so much effort into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, continuing on from what he said last time, whatever Leo's doing, one thing's for sure, once he gets an idea in his head, he's going to follow it through to the bitter end. Is that like Leo, or is that like Raph? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's more of a raft thing. I mean, it suits Leo in this story because he's like, foot soldiers, what the fuck? I need to find out. You know what I mean? What's go- what's going on with these foot ninjas? Uh, but yeah, normally that's that would be a raft. I, I think they did a great job at reinterpreting, reinterpreting this from Raphael's point of view in the movie yeah. because Raph is the type of character who's headstrong and do it all on his own. Leo, as a leader of a team, will go, foot, I need my brothers. Yeah. You know? And he'd run back and, and, and get his brothers. But does he have time? Well, not he's, that we've explored in this hot, story. He's hot on their tail, though. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? They've gone months, maybe years, without seeing a foot ninja. Yeah. And suddenly they're there attacking him. He doesn't have time to go get his brothers. He needs to get to the bottom of it. Mm, he does. He does. He can follow them, or he can go get his brothers. Raph would follow them. Yeah, I don't know. We might have to, uh, as they say, agree to disagree on this one. Don't agree with that, Tim. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so now he's coming down the um, alleyway, and shuck, we've got new weapons and new ninjas. Yep, three more jumping out of this. They've been waiting for him. Yeah. It's a trap. Is it a trap? I think it's a trap. Right, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because can you imagine if, there, if there's three foot ninjas waiting in the next alleyway, mm. and he just never comes down there, and they just freeze to death in his <laughs> Yeah, that's right. 
God damn it. Yeah. Do you mean other rooftops and stuff as well? Other rooftops, there's ninjas yeah. hiding in the snow and just freezing to death. Yeah, in summer, all these corpses are. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> the snow melts and there's just dead ninjas yeah, yeah. everywhere. Someone defeated the foot. Well, we didn't do anything, yeah, actually. Geez, it's we, actually we just Mother had Christmas Nature. Dinner. Yeah. Mother Nature did it while we were putting a tree up. <laughs> it um, reminds me of, like, if you ever run a game of D&D and you prepare, like, this entire thing <laughs> and then you just go into one room and you defeat the boss. Yeah. And it's like, oh, damn it! What the? Yeah. I remember um, being in a game of... Um, I watched the Cthulhu one. Oh, Cthulhu? No, it's... it's, it's, it's Call uh, of Cthulhu? Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. And we were playing with one guy and he mapped out this whole thing, but collectively we took the adventure... In a totally different direction. And yeah. it got to a point where he said, guys, I've got to be honest. <laughs> I didn't plan this way. <laughs> yeah, as, you know, 40 minutes ago when you took it left there and, you know, <laughs> we've been, I've been running on ideas and I'm out of ideas. Oh, shit. Because you had this whole adventure sorted out yeah. and we're just like, strip club. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have, um, you should have just said, and this portal takes you all the way back to... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay, so more um, ninjas, more weapons. I, I love these hands, um, almost like uh, Wolverine, Wolverine claws, claws yeah. but I've never found the name for them because my toy of Storm Shadow has yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. But people just call them ninja claws. Yeah, right. But whereas Wolverine has got three, these have got four, and they take the entire um, uh, yeah, arm, yeah. Uh, wrist bit. Yeah, yeah. So you can imagine just the... the uh, the power, like yeah, a, the resistance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, not relying on your wrist. No. It's your whole arm. It's your forearm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so there we go. And then we've got like uh, farmer's tools and hacks. And it's, it's just savage. Yeah. Like, these things don't look clean. They look nasty. Yeah. <laughs> I do really think, and although I'm making a lot of fun of it, I really think it's a, it's a very interesting and a well done juxtaposition. Mm. Fuck, where did I pull that word from? It's good. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah we, we've got this mutual friend, Laura. Yeah, yeah. Me and Laura were out one time. I, I, I don't remember where we were going, but we were in the city, and we're just talking. And I said, "I seldom think of that." Right? You said seldom. I said seldom. Hark! And I seldom. Yeah, think I, I was like, I seldom think like that. And she goes, seldom. <laughs> She's like, wow, that is an impressive word that no one uses this day. And I was like, yeah, bitches love that shit. <laughs> and she's like, any bonus points you just got and you just lost. <laughs> so awesome. I, I pull out a fancy word once in a while, but hey, I'm me. Yep. I'm me, man. There you go. Um, so yeah, look, the juxtaposition between the gritty, brutal fight mm. and everyday life that these guys are oblivious to what's happening outside. The artwork of the two stories, it, it's really... I think it's really effective, mm. and I and I really, I love it. I think it's great. But it's amazing. I, I didn't even think that it was two different teams. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. I um. So you have faith that Leonardo can take care of himself, Splinter? Where you uh, where you check your astral plane? Why don't you jump onto that? Take, like, take ten on. minutes. He's like, come on, that was five years ago. <laughs> yeah, true. Was before that, they're ninjas now, yeah, man. They're fine. They killed. Do you know the how much energy it takes? to astral project out of my body your body and spirit is one thing you know when was the last time you April when was the last time you took your spirit out of your body Uh, what's Splinter doing are these cabbages I've got no idea he's making flowers out of potatoes probably Uh, you know you've seen that haven't you 
Out of a potato? Yeah, like you get half a potato, like really good artists, and then they carve it and it looks like a, a rose, but it's a potato. Yeah, then cool. You, then you cook it and you eat it. Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then Wolverine versus Leonardo. Yeah. And he's just chucking them around. He's not He's not knifing them like he would in the first... That's um, that's an issue Nathan, my brother, yeah. has with Ninja Turtles. Right. In, in every incarnation, probably. But he probably needs to read the image ones. Oh. But, but you know, he, he, you've got razor-sharp swords. Mm. You never cut anyone. Mm. You know, and, and although Raph's weapons are designed as defense things... Mm. Bullseye put it through Electra, didn't he? Yes. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. They're good for stabbing too, you know? Yeah, so yeah. he's always like, why aren't they stabbing people? They've got pointy ends. They've got, yeah, yeah they've got weapons designed for stabbing. Yeah. Anyway, but I don't mind. Yeah, I like it because, you know, again, this is the difference between, you mm. know, a, a, a brutal vigilante and mm. a hero. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah absolutely. Which, um, you know, yeah, he's got the tools, you know, to kill every one of them if he wants, mm. but the hero in him won't let him just kill people for the sake of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So he's, he's all about disarming them. Yeah. I like it. And then Raph. <laughs> so Donnie's there and he says, Hey Raph, what's with the butterfly swords? And Raph's like, I'll trim this tree like a motherfucker. I love, um, again, just their characters. So you got, you got Raph with butterfly swords and then we got Donatello, the Work. peaceful scientist working on the lights. Working on the lights with a little yeah. tool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean, man. Like red bandanas mm. or no bandanas. In these comics, it wasn't hard to tell who's who. No. Yeah, and although they did simplify it by changing the colours for the cartoon and future comics and whatnot, mm. it's, it, what, and, and it's not even like, well, Raph has the sigh, Leo has the swords. Mm. They, they were written pretty well that you could tell who was who. Yeah. In masks, without masks, weapons, whatever. And I like here how they got the masks off because they're inside. But yeah. they should do that all the time when they're not being ninjas. Yeah. You know, just take the masks off. Yeah. And even even the belts, just take the belts off and everything. Like, just... just well, well, okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. Well, you know. But, yeah, why not? A little like, bit of decency. They I should mean, be wearing shorts. I, I'd love to, to do a Turtles um, continuity and, and just explore that idea of once Shredder's dead, they don't need to be ninjas anymore, yeah. you know? And like you said, becoming more of a hero, you can tell that they've softened it because of the cartoon. Yeah. Um, and also yeah. more mass market appeal. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but really, if it wasn't for the foot soldiers coming back, they, they don't need to be ninjas. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice> <laughs> Leo kick. gives a good belly slash ball kick. Yeah. I love how he kicks him in the balls and then he kicks him in the face. Yeah. Or is he kicking the other guy in the face? Oh, yeah, that's two different guys. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he kicks that one in the ball, spins around, kicks Wolverine in the face. Yeah. And then the third one comes in with those... Hooks. Hook things. My Storm Shadow action figure has one of those hook things. Oh, really? He's got a katana in one of those hook things. Yeah, nice. I actually found him in a drawer and got him out and had a play with him the yeah. other day. <laughs> that was good fun. Um, yeah, but the third ninja comes in, gives him a good, good old kick to the face, and yeah, uh, yeah. love it. <laughs> so you got Raph going nuts. Raph's the tree. trimming the tree like only Raph, like only Raph could. I love all the arms. You know, yeah. that's a great thing to show speed yeah. in comic books. Yep, definitely, man, yeah. definitely. And it's funny because um, you know you had the Wachowski brothers saying how they were breaking new ground by doing things that you couldn't see in. Um, in cinema that you can see all the time in comic books which is 
you know, slowing down time, yep. spinning around people. Yep. But also when you think about the way that the agents moved, you know, they would do this. Yeah. You yep. know? Yep. And, and um, it's interesting to think that we, we had never seen that really before in cinema. Yeah. And we see it all the time in comic books. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this artwork is fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love the uh, yeah the hook hitting him in the shell there in that mm. first panel. Mm. That's gorgeous, man. And it also uh, is, is a good way of telling you the uh, physiology of these turtles because yeah. even though it's hitting your shell, the shell is still a part of him. Yep. And um, yeah, it's not like something that... I mean, a, a shell on a turtle is part of the... You know, the, the exoskeleton almost. Yeah. It's not like they can just drop it. Well, that's off. actually it. I was actually... Uh, last year or something was looking into the physiology of mm. a turtle or a tortoise and their shell is actually their backbone yeah you know what I mean then yeah. everything contracts in underneath the backbone when mm. they go inside their shell so when you're lifting it by its shell you're lifting it by its spine yeah don't do it guys it's yeah. not good and that's why I found it so horrible to learn that um, non-spoilers one of the turtles in the RDW movies uh, comics gets their shell shattered yeah. and you think about that you think oh god that's Fuck. horrific it's brutal it yeah. is it's, it's it's to me, it's really disturbing because it's a little bit too serious. I actually, like, I, I read a lot of comics. Yeah, I don't get a, like an emotional reaction to a lot of them. Mm. They're fun; I enjoy them and that. But with that one, I actually said, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> but to me, it was like a bit too much, like Walking Dead. Yeah. Where where they do these horrific things for you know obviously shock value. Yeah. But I just thought it was a little bit too much in a Turtles comic. Yeah. But we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it eventually yeah. in five years time. So yeah, now he's up against the same bloody ninja. He's just kicked in the face and the bowls and, and yep. all that. So he should probably get a little bit stabby, Leo. Yeah, yeah. It is Christmas. And while Leo's not getting stabby, Raph yep. got stabby and made the perfect tree. Yeah. It looks like a big piece of hair, doesn't it? The way they drew that tree. <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks like a Cousin It <laughs> or something. Did you know... <laughs> The person who played Cousin It yeah. in the live-action Adams Family movies, mm-hmm. yeah, with Raul Julia, and yeah, was the kid from the Children of the Corn movies, the main bad guy. Never seen him. <gasps> yeah, they've just remade it in Australia. They've remade it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Marissa worked on it. Nice. Yeah. Fucking Marissa needs to hook me up. Yeah. Um, not that she's... Yeah, I know she works in a totally different department. But <laughs> just hook me up, Marissa. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realise they'd remade it. Mm. Fantastic. But, um, yeah. It got a silent release. So it's available. It's out. Yeah. They, they, it, it was really bizarre. Look, I mean, it's, it's tough times. It is. It's, you know what I mean? it's um, amazing that they, they finished shooting it. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. I didn't, yep. didn't realise. Um, but, yeah, the kid, I think the main kid in it, in the older ones, mm. the, the character's name's Ezekiel, and he's the one that leads all these kids that kill adults and shit. Oh, right. And he's very like a... He's like an evil Amish. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he played <laughs> Uncle... <laughs> an evil Amish. An evil Amish. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm doing the thriller thing from Michael Jackson. Um, but he played Cousin It yep. in those Adams Family movies. That's great. Anyway, that's, that's got great. nothing to do with this comic. Can you imagine going for that job, though? Like, yeah, what else have you done? Are you kidding it what do you mean I can stand up yeah yeah that's right I can stand up and go come on come on come no they get a complete they probably get actually you know Vin Diesel to do that yeah. <laughs> oh man okay again Leo again chops off the dude's hook his second yep, hook disarms so, him yeah. but but Wolverine claws mm. they do what 
Raph's size does. He catches the sword and actually breaks it. Well, they, they do what Raph's size should do, but yeah. he never does That he it, never really. does. Um, I've got to admit, I was reading through this, and the pacing. Mm. The pacing of these fight scenes is just so hustle and bustle, mm. you know? Mm. So I actually got, I think, two or three pages along in the fight mm. when I realised his sword was broken. Oh. And I was, I'd go, hang on, when did so that happen? And I, had to, reading, right? and I had to go back because yeah. I was just, I was just going with the flow. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, like a Kung Fu movie, how, you know, they move so fast, sometimes you don't see what they're doing. And yeah. You have to be like, oh, i got to rewind that. Um, but yeah, I was, I, I got a couple of pages down. I was like, wait, his sword broke? Let me go back. Well, when was that? Because, um, yeah, I interpreted that panel differently as, the sword was in his arm. Oh, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's so obviously that he, he broke yeah. the sword because the other yeah. bit's flying off. But uh, so, I mean, yeah. talking, talking about shocking moments, I mean, having Leo get his sword broken yeah. by a foot clan, I mean, you get Freudian about it. He's just been emasculated, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't need to have his shell broken or his balls cut off or whatever. Like, that is serious. And that's enough to show that he's in trouble, yeah. you know? Like a foot soldier that we just th- thought were a shredder fodder, they're actually stepping up and taking care of business. Yeah, and, definitely, um, man. This is the, the losing side, perhaps, for Leonardo. Yeah. I was reading these like you would um, follow a really old-fashioned martial arts movie where, like, now that we know about actual fighting from UFC... Going back to watch the 1970s, 1980s um, Kung Fu movies, you can see that they're counting. Yeah. Like, one, two, yeah, three, yeah. four, five. And even um, Jackie Chan, yeah. like, you can see the movements as counting, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's, and that's how I've been seeing this, like, boo, 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 yeah. boo. Um, but then you watch, like, modern day cinema with, uh, like, say, for example, Ip Man. And obviously, they're still doing the counting, the planning, or whatever. But the flow, yeah. it flows, and so you've got sticky hands and movements. And and watching, um, have you seen Andy's um, new uh, post up on on Facebook? He's done a great um, little clip of um, doing a fight scene with a with a stunt choreographer friend of his. It looks fantastic. Nice. It looks amazing. Just a, just a snippet, but you get that flow. Yeah. But you can tell again, there's counting movements. Yes. Yeah. But just just the evolution. Of well, but I mean that's the, that, and that's the beauty of it is it's the same as you know a great dancer. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and every every show, I, every you know um, stage show I've done or film I've done where I've had to do the fighting, you do you got to treat it like a dance. Yeah. You know, and um, a great dancer, you it's to music, so you've got the one, two, three. Got but I remember I remember seeing this um, musical. I can't remember what it was called, but our, our mutual friend Will was in it. Mm. And this girl, Michelle, she did this interpretive dance thing. Now, and obviously, it, again, it's the one, two, three, four, but mm. it was just, it was so beautiful, but it was it was timeless and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a really well choreographed fight scene, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's it. Like, the, the more of a flow going on, um, it, and to make it look like it's effortless and spontane- spontaneous, yeah. um, that's, that's the trick. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Donnie's rigged the lights. Yep. So that could go either way. <laughs> so they're about to dress the tree. Yeah. This naked, hairy tree. Oh, so Leo's got his uh, sword broken. He, he's lost his elbow pad. Yep. He's the, chucked um, the good sword away. Rookie move. I would have thrown the busted one. Yeah. Yeah. But he's probably like, well, this tool still works the way I need it to. Mm-hmm. It's savage. It's getting savage. It like really the, um, is, yeah. 
the foot soldier just just clangs his, his katana away. Right. They're dressing the tree. Yep. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking about presents. Yeah. But again, the, the, the juxtaposition, again, mm. I'll use that great word, between this gritty, what's becoming life and death battle to them worrying about putting decorations on a tree and putting presents under a tree. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's beautiful. It's great. I just, um, the cinematography, uh, yep. the camera angles, yep. the close-ups, I love it. The We've got a foot soldier throwing some ninja stars, shuriken. Look at the way it bends in the air. You know, like they're not going straight yeah. on. He's got like a good little on it. And you just, again, you get a sense of motion that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like speaking of the cricket, you know, bowlers manage to do that, don't they, with a spin of their yeah. wrist? You know, it's. Uh... Yeah. And April's like, I really ah. do enjoy this. I really do enjoy this Christmas shit. And Leo's like, I hate this Christmas <laughs> shit. But this is their second Christmas. Okay. Well done. Question answered. Right. <laughs> what have they been doing for a year, Tim? Well, that's the thing. Maybe because Splinter's, because Shredder's dead. You know, Triceratons aren't invading anymore. Maybe they're just getting on with life. Like the opening scene of that animated uh, Ninja Turtles movie. Right. I mean, although that's not a happy existence. <laughs> no. Because Leo's in South America, Raph's yeah. a vigilante. But I mean, just say you've that maybe they've got bloody night jobs or something. The only thing that's happened in a year... Um, Nothing. Well... Uh, Kirby. Yeah, Donnie's best friend for a day goes missing and that's it. So they've been hanging out at April's apartment, and that's it. This is where we write the lost years. Ninja Turtles Year Two. Right. And we write the year between Michelangelo yep. and Leonardo. And they're just having showers. Oh, they're just drinking. Just. <laughs> I mean, they're teenagers, so they're not but drinking. Yeah. They're probably smoking weed. Yeah, that's true. And they should be the worst ninjas by now. Oh my god. This is the Seth Rogen type of Ninja Turtles that we should be. This is he. That's what he's yes, going to do. Year just, two. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're doing oh, online schooling. Yeah. They're online uh, porn watching. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. So I like this. So you had the ninja um, go around the corner, come back again, throw some shrucken, duck back out around again. But obviously, because he's leading them into a trap. As yeah. as as we figured, you know, I've. I only figured out earlier. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, he, he runs around the corner. He's like, oh, he's not following me. Throws some oh. ninja turtles, no, ninja stars. Yeah. Then runs around the corner again. And Leo's like, ah, oh, god damn it. Gets him back, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got the ninjas from the Wolverine movie. Oh, yes. Remember that scene? Yes. And that was very Frank Miller as well. That was, um, Andy was one of those ninjas. Really? In the Wolverine movie. Oh, man. The Wolverine? Yeah. Yeah. Andy should hook you up. Yeah, yeah, he tried. <laughs> he tried. I was like, yeah. I could be... Because you know in that scene in that Wolverine movie, it was shot in Picton, right? Just outside of Sydney. Oh. Um, you know the scene where the guys... They, they look just like me. <laughs> they, they were hunters and they were talking about killing the bear and Wolverine yeah. stabs one of them with the arrow, says yeah. it's the poisoned arrow, you killed the bear, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he fights those guys in the pub. They look just like me. Isn't that funny? I could have been one of them. Yeah. But um, got and I, I had an agent at the time, yep. and I was saying, hook me up, hook me up. And she said, but the only roles they're casting, because, uh, you know, it starts in World War Two, mm. and you've got those prisoners prisoners of war. Yep. Um, 
the white the, the white people are all really skinny and emancipated and me uh, being a fat dude she was like they're only looking for skinny people and then I watched the movie and I was like oh I could have been one of those guys but oh, again no. they, but again they're probably stunt dudes anyway you know and, well that and probably they used to be really skinny but they got chubbed up for the movie yeah <laughs> they'd be fucking right god <laughs> Well, they're wearing fat suits. Oh, God, that, that infuriates me. I'm like, come on, guys, give some of us. Like, um, like, uh, Colin Farrell playing Penguin in the new Batman yeah. movie. It's like, come on, man, you're the sexiest man alive. Yeah, yeah. Give some, throw a bone to some of us fatties. And they, they've really done some, some effects to the bottom half of his face. Yeah. It's like, just get a guy who looks like the guy that you want to have. Yeah. Like, the Penguin starring Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it gets a bit frustrating like even when I had an agent you've got these big productions coming to Australia mm. you know Aquaman you know and yeah and you just I'm like Ugh! but anyway yeah. anyway that's a different part of my life let's get back on the Ninja Turtles <laughs> um, yeah Ninja Turtles Ninjas with bow and arrows like at the end of that <clears throat> Wolverine movie mm-hmm. dangerous <laughs> yeah they'll have your eye out <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I really appreciate th- th- this type of angling and composition. Yep. Twin Towers in the background. Um, oh, yeah. I like how I mean, it, it makes you appreciate the importance of having a layout. Yeah. Of laying out everything before you, you whittle your way down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Great. And so I think um, Kevin Eastman's got a really great visual mind, you know? Led. Peter Larry did the layouts. P- Peter Led did the layouts. Brilliant. Yeah. Good work, Pete. Good on you, Pete. Um, Kevin Eastman does a lot of layouts for RDW. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love this. Um, so this is Donatello. Yep. This this kind of tradition I can really get into. April, when I was a little girl, I'd make cookie ornaments with my mum and dad. That sounds like fun! <laughs> Just cuts her off. Oh, fuck. Can you let me finish telling my story? Uh, <laughs> anyway... That sounds like fun. Let me make cookies. <laughs> and then so, we've yeah. got the Leo running from the arrows. So they can't shoot for shit. So that's that's quite lucky. Well, they're not doing too shabby. Uh, and you don't want him just to be fucking murdered in the well twentieth page of the story, <laughs> like in the Frank Miller um, Wolverine comic book when he get, when Wolverine goes back to Japan, and what they did in the movie, in the movie as well. Yeah. Just his back is littered with arrows. So good. How cool would that be with Leo? I mean, he's got a shell on, but um, and we talked about before that it still hurt. But um, that looked awesome. Yeah. But anyway, and he looks around. And he can't see any of the ninjas. Yeah. They're gone. Ninja vanish. So yeah, B story. Saying to sing carols. Yeah, having a good old time. Splash page. So good. Now that's the panel I posted the black and white on on social media. Yeah. Nice. And again, at this point, I didn't realise that it was it wasn't just Eastman and Led. Yeah, yeah. No, awesome. And that looks cool. Yeah, he's just in. A, he's looking up um, through an alleyway. All these arrows just littered around yeah. him. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a single image with such story to it. You mm, just he's even alone. even if you weren't reading this comic and you had this panel up on your wall mm. swords drawn one sword broken arrows everywhere and him looking up and not being able to see anyone mm. that's a powerful image man mm. like I'm getting goosebumps man because that's a 
Yeah, people people write comics off as yeah, oh, it's just kids stuff. But you know what I mean. When yeah. when they get it right, they get it right. But you you've know? got a real sense of danger here. Yeah, and how small he is in that panel. Yeah. You know, compared to the world and compared to ninjas that could be in every window behind every, you know, it's it's a really powerful image and I love it. I love yeah. it. All right, here comes the snow again. It's going to be a white Christmas, yay. Ooh. Now, this bit. Creepy. This next page, shadowed figure at the end of the bloody uh, alleyway. Yep. Dude, I literally gasped. <laughs> I did. I was so invested in this comic, man. When I saw that, I was like, <gasps> I was like, is it? Have you not read this before? I, look, uh, many years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, because you don't know. You don't know if it's a foot soldier yeah. or anything. And that's the thing. Coach. When I've read these years ago, some of them I, I missed and, and, and read the uh, Color Classic version. Oh, okay. Some of them I, I, ne- I never read them in order yep. so they're all over the place you know and so uh, reading them in, as we are it's it's a really uh, even though I've read three quarters of them previously mm. it's a real new experience for me Yeah. And but yeah I literally when I saw the shadow I was like oh, could it be? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. Yeah. So we get a hint that it's a foot soldier because as he runs away we can see his costume so again it's a come follow me well, isn't it? Yeah but I thought of it as Shredder's cape. Oh, I didn't even think of that because it looks more like a jacket. Oh. But especially when he's running, you know, you see it sort of flow back. I mean, it yeah. could be a jacket, but to me, I was thinking Shredder, Shredder's in his cape. Okay. And of course, they can't make the helmet as detailed or else straight away they give it away. Mm. But as far as an exhausted guy who's been fighting, you know, how many ninjas so far? Six? Mm. You know, looking up with sweat in his eyes, looking at the end and seeing a blurry black shadow. Mm. Yep. You know what I mean? I, yeah. yeah. Sweet and sour turkey. So is that an actual recipe or is that like an Asian turkey? Man, I'll have a whack at it. Fuck yeah. Fucking cook it, it for me. sounds great. Cook it for me. I'll eat yeah. it. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was going to just, I thought it was just something on, on par when they say, hey, I'm going to have an ice cream and cockroach pizza. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Just yeah, something yeah. weird trying to. No, I think that's a bit of an Asian influence on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ah. So we're getting into the thick of civilians. Yeah. We're coming out of Chinatown, which is awesome. Yep. And we're coming into... No, we're coming out of the back alleys into oh, Chinatown. into Chinatown. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, again, Frank Miller. Yeah, it very much is, yeah. yeah. And now we've got snow falling. And so, how's the snow look on yours? <laughs> Fucking beautiful. Beautiful, mate. Look yeah, at it. Yeah, look at those. So, my question would be, is that drawn on... Or do you reckon that's like a, a flick of some gum or Look, something? Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you, mate. I, I really don't know. Awesome. Yeah. I've known of artists to use whiteout pens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm not I, I used sure. to use it when I was doing uh, watercolours and um, pencils. And um, you pop this gum on and then you wait for the watercolour to settle, to dry. Then you go over with an eraser and the gum would come off. And leaves a patch of white. So that's how I would have done this. Yeah, okay. But yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah. But again, yeah, yeah, they've got that sort of mushy, yeah. not great snow. Not great, you know, Perisha Smiggin snow. <laughs> no. Yeah, you know I mean, this is, this is, you know, 
a bitterly cold Queanbeyan snow that happens once every 10 years. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Here we go. I like this. And so we've got... Is that Mikey? Uh, Mikey's the one cooking, yes. And so I'm, I'm assuming this is Raph. So Mikey says, any sign of Leo yet? Nah, but don't worry. Leo's always on time. Mr. Perfection, remember? And that's why I think it's also counter for him for doing this. Because he is Mr. Perfection. Yeah. But um, I like that sibling rivalry. Yep. But here we go. Look at this artwork of the bottom page. Yep, yep, the bottom page. And then panel. it goes to the start of the other one. And now you can completely see the difference. Yeah. yeah. Just gritty. We're on the streets. It's dark. And now we've got... And I love this because now we've got... Every time we see a new ninja, a new foot soldier, it's an evolution up. It's a different style, yeah. Yeah, so now we've got uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Um, Straw like, hat ones. Yeah. Throwing snowballs. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's that. <clears throat> that confused me a bit. Yeah. Because again, I thought, oh, they're throwing ninja stars. Mm. But then when he gets hit with snowballs, I'm like, were they ninjas or were they just kids in wacky hats? But I mean, they are no. ninjas. But it, <laughs> it's like what you were saying. It, they really are drawing him into a trap. Yeah. So they don't want to kill him. They just want to. Um... It's like they want to make a point. Yeah, yeah. And I well, think that's we'll, it. Don't we'll, kill him. We'll get. And he won't learn nothing. Yeah. 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 Um. Shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. Mikey telling Raph, don't go in my room or you'll see me presents that aren't wrapped yet. Mm-hmm. I.e. all my porn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I.e. leftover mutant orphans from last year. Uh, yeah, exactly. A whole year ago. The second truckload that I saved that I didn't tell anyone about. <laughs> yeah, so that now these ninjas come in and we're full on sword fighting. Mm. So good. That's awesome. And then Raph... Oh, he's uh, a rascal. Oh, Raph. He's a rascal, that Raph. Is, is he on Raph? <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm going to go into Mike's room anyway and just have a peek. wonder if he got me that radio-controlled car. Again, it's just so oblivious. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're all just about presents in Christmas while Leo's fighting for his life. Absolutely. I love this. He, he's getting some kicks in as well. Yeah. Getting some kicks, getting some punches... So, yeah, not stabby-stabby, but, you know, we, we're getting a good feel of what he can do. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's built. He's got great big calf muscles, great big arms. So he's got a bit of weight behind yeah. him. But this is funny, because like, this is what happens in um, horror movies, yeah, usually, yeah, where yeah. you see you know, a completely different scene, and then a complete fake-out. We've got yeah. a cat in the face. Yeah. And, um, and, and I'll admit, I was like, where did the cat come from jumping on Leonardo like yeah. that? Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. then you realise, oh, hang on, we're back in the, we're back in the fun and game story. Yeah. And they do this as well in uh, Science of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Jodie Foster knocking on the door of, um, you know, well, you think it's the FBI team knocking on the door of uh, Buffalo Bill. Yeah. But then it flashes to actually, it's Jodie Foster. Yep. Yeah. Civilians. Seeing all this. Yeah. So he spun around. Hmm. But they're not ninja. They're just people. They're just people. He's saying, No! Don't kill me. Kill her. Kill her. <laughs> That's it. Um, I really, really enjoyed the second um, John Wick. Yeah. Because it's getting a little bit more into his mythology, getting a little bit more comic booky, and so I could forgive some bits and pieces. But in the third one, you've seen the third one? Yeah. When he goes up against Mark Daskoskis yep. in the train station all these people around them and they're killing different people and then vanishing 
and no one says anything. Yeah. I was thinking that's a little bit too far, guys. Yeah. You've gone into mystical now. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so Leo is, uh, yeah, he's got an audience. Yeah. He makes a decision to, uh, to chase the... The flat, the flat hat. And see, and I don't mind it at this far in the storyline because so far two humans in the whole mm. of Ninja Turtles histories have seen him. Yeah. Have seen them. So they'll go, you will not believe what I saw. Mm-hmm. This crazy giant green frog guy with swords. And people's going to go, you've been hitting the old that, eggnog a bit too hard, haven't or, you? Hey, that's New York, you know? <laughs> what are you going to do? Alright, so we've got Clunk. So Clunk's uh, survived a couple of episodes. Yep. Okay, yeah. look, we need to... We've been going for about an hour and we're oh, half, right. let's, halfway let's... through. So, again, a lot of the same old, same old. But th- actually, go back because this is one <laughs> panel that's that's worth taking a look at. One uh, page where he he's figured out that it's... I think he's figured out that it's a semi-trap at this point. Mm-hmm. Or he's figuring it out because he does the classic... You know, you see them in World War Two movies where they put a helmet on the end of a rifle yep, and Westerns just to see. Hats. And so he does that with the bit of material cape that he's been wearing, and they throw ninja stars at him. Yeah. But yeah, just getting get, getting more and more into trouble, isn't he? Yeah. Ah, uh, here we go. Now he's. Yep. Yeah. And the ninjas, yeah. This is full mouse trap enabled mm-hmm. because this ninja jumps and kicks him through the fence which pushes him down the hill again this is very uh, Frank Miller The Dark Knight Returns yep and so when he when Batman gets into the mud pit um, and then he has to go up against uh, the mutant leader yep now I love the slushy dirty snow on him in these pages mm. you know he's just rolled down this gross you know embankment now he's yeah. getting up. He's still got the chains on his wrists from those two ninjas. Yeah. Um, on the fence. And then just foot soldiers coming out of the woodworks. And you just think, holy shit. Yeah. You think he, he you know, he's done for. And then, Shredder music starts. And then Shredder steps out. And then Leo's like, oh, fuck. But, uh, yeah, look at the panels. Yeah. So the panels are dripping snow. Yep. And then um, Leo's panel gets shredded. Yep. And in the meantime, the brothers in the fun world mm. have been realising, okay, something's happening, Leo's. And so they've... I mean, they're not completely worried, but they're like they're at the point where they're like, all right, guys, put your belts on, put your bandanas on, grab your weapons, let's go see if there's something's up. But this is pretty much just like in the movie. Yep. So this is stupid. Leo probably just got carried away in his exercises. And is on his way here. Right. Crash. Now, Not a skylight. That last panel mm-hmm. is the last clean panel of this story. Yeah. So it's like they've been living in this clean fairy tale. But then with Leo smashing through that window the harsh reality of the world has just been slammed back into their world. Mm. You know what I mean? The clean, crisp, fairy tale world is gone. Mm. Now it's 100% gritty. Yeah. Back to their old ways. Yep. That's amazing. It's just, you know, just a person going through a, a window 
but the way it takes three panels, yeah, it's almost like three um, uh, camera angles. Yeah, yeah. like in a uh, yeah, remember the Van Damme movies when yeah. he'd do a good elbow or something, yeah, yeah. and they'd cut it so it go bang, 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 yeah, and you'd get it in three angles, yeah. and, uh, or a great kick, and they show it again and again yeah. and again, but from the different angles, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Leo's on the ground, the other turtles are like, oh shit, and then we end with a massive splash page. Leo says he's back, the Shredder. The Shredder. And everyone is like, oh my god! <laughs> oh no! And then, to be continued in Ninja Turtles 10, which again, as you said, means it's not a one-shot. No! So this is their first real sort of cross-promotion, you know? Yeah, yep. To be continued in The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. And that's great. Like they, it's almost like they they tried so many different things, and they thought, "Oh shit, you know what? We should probably build the shredder up a little bit more now, because we tried to move away from him, it wasn't working. We're in the thick of the uh, cartoon now yep. as well, I think. And um, depending on what, what year this is, and yeah, so Shredder's back as a as a as a main main bad guy. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then I've got the annotations by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Excellent. Okay, and. I was wrong. Ah. First thing first is Kevin Eastman just... He, he doesn't have a lot to say about this issue, but he does say, you know, ye- ye- years earlier, when we were talking about what to do in issue two, mm. we were determined we weren't going to be like other comic books and we were never going to bring back Shredder. Uh, right? But then he says, you know, then you know, we started thinking more about it and um, they, were th- they had put the Ninja Turtles in New York City because... That's where superheroes lived. Yeah. And then they started to think, well, what if we what if we moved them to where we live now? Which is... Uh, fuck, I don't even know. Some other state, some other city, and they were like... But to move them into the you know, a smaller city in mm. the suburbs, something really big has to happen. And mm. so they were brainstorming this whole thing, and then they were like, well, I think the only thing big enough to send them away from their home... Mm is to bring Shredder back. To have their asses kicked. Yeah. Yeah, right. So that's basically what <clears throat> Kevin Eastman laid out in his... That's why they brought Shredder back. They were determined not to. Mm. You know, they didn't want to, you know, this to be a Batman-Joker thing. Why not? That's a very successful formula. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, you want to make your own marks sort or of thing. Right. Now, Peter Laird. Okay. He said so much. Obviously, I read it wrong. He, he, he actually starts his annotation with although kevin had gone on to do many other comics including a number of tm tmnt comics after this issue i think this represents a high point for his ability to lay out a story so it was eastman who laid them all out thought so um i think i was getting confused with last week how laird laid out the whole curvy ones yeah yeah yeah. so i'm getting mixed up um now kevin's just very cinematic and he loves his chinese yeah 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 and you can tell Mm. you know um I've looked at this issue many times and I cannot find one flaw in his layouts. I think they're incredible. Well, thanks, prick. You're looking for flaws? No, he's just saying how good it is, dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Getting the other guys involved with the inks and tones as well, um, as I recall, a necessity to get the book done and to the printer in time to meet our publisher deadline. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, and he goes on, he says, you know, it was a real mashup sort of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, actually, look, here's a picture of the 
sorry, not not very good for the viewers, but he the, he put in some of the layouts, but he's also put in the whole wraparound cover there. Ah, right. oh, yeah. So where you can clearly see it's Shredder's helmet, and his uh, right eye is looking through the the uh, foot soldiers. And that really shows what's going on, yeah. like the foot against um, the turtle to lead them towards Shredder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great cover. Great and who cover. Did, who did the pencils? That was um, Lawson. No, those were Eastman's layouts. That's those are his layouts. That's his layouts. They're so detailed. Yeah, man. You might as well say he penciled it. Yeah. All right. Okay. And uh, yeah, and I think yeah. So that's it. Cool. So I think um, Eastman penciled it, and Lawson inked it. Lawson inked. Uh, I, I I I agree. I think Lawson inked the gritty style. Yeah. And then the other guys, Bison and. Mm. I'm sorry, I forget the other one. Um, you know, did the, the cleaner style. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. A good mashup. Yeah. And Never I picked that up before. And I really did, <clears throat> and I know I've said it a few times, the difference between the, the clean panels and the dirty panels, mm. and to the point where <clears throat> Leo smashes through the window and from then on no more clean panels. The, real, the dark, harsh reality of the world, it's the future has in. come back into their world <clears throat> and uh, mm. it's all over, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's like the the point of no return, isn't it? Symbolism. Ah, mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, five out of five. No, yeah. look, it was a gr- really great comic. I really did enjoy this one, man. But it's amazing to see the the core story, like, forget about going off-world, because, you know, obviously they did an origin story, they're going to bank the Shredder, yep. and then just going nuts. Then they've said, ah, probably should bring him back in. And through this, we're going to see the core story and how that, you know, transposes, transcribes over to um, the movie. Yeah, and but this to me is what Ninja Turtles are. Mm. You know, you have you. I was actually surprised how quickly they went into space mm. again when I said, yeah, when I originally read them, I never read them in order. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I thought the space stuff came years later, but um, this feels like okay. Let me think of an example. Um, like the beginning of a third movie in a trilogy where you have your I can't even think of a good example though you have your origin story yep right you have your sequel yep which is wacky which is the wackiness we, we, we change up everyone's expectations yep you know and then for the third one you're like tie back screw it let's give people what they expect yeah because this is what they want and Look, hopefully, maybe not in this story, but like we were talking with Ghostbusters, mm. you know, the, the game tied everything together, you know, and if you ask me, um, the Dark Knight trilogy. Yep. Right? I mean, and, and although Dark Knight Rises, mm. that's the third one? Yep. Yeah. Although that is debatably the weakest film in the three. Oh, yeah. You watch them all together, it does <clears throat> tie everything together. Yeah. The third, yeah. the third um, movie usually does circle back to the first. Yeah. So when you see the um, the Matrix Revolutions, they're even fighting in the same locations as to the first movie. Right, just darker. Yeah. yeah, and look, and even not understanding this formula, that's that. It's actually the same plan I have for my Gorilla My Dreams as well. Oh, there you go. I know we sort of tie back to this a fair yeah. bit, but I've got my Act One or my or my first movie, my Book One, mm. um, which is going to be dealing with Lucifer Bimbom. Yep. Right, and then I've got a second arc planned out, which explores. Uh, do I say it? Explores what life is like in Struggle Town, 
with a power vacuum in yeah. the criminal world. Cool. And then the third book, the third chapter of the trilogy, is Lucifer Bimbom's father. All right. Coming to town cool. to clean up. Yep. Kind of like uh, Die Hard. Yep. Bang, you've got Hans Gruber. Uh-huh. Second one, you've got Airplanes, Wackiness. Uh-huh. Third one, you've got Hans Gruber's brother. Yep. Yep. You know, and this was just the plan that I had before I even. Yeah, started really analysing. <laughs> oh, no, we, we spoke about this at the, the GammaCon. Do you remember when we were talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchises? Yeah. Yeah. So you have uh, ninjas, you have um, wackiness, and you bring it back. I do know that episode is in our thread, so if you go back through our published podcast, I think it's episode seven or something yeah. like that. So go back, guys. We reviewed all the movies first. Then I think the very next issue, the very next episode was the GammaCon one mm. we did that I'm gonna obviously going to have to have a listen to again because I <laughs> I uh, can't remember it oh but no I like this it's getting it back on track yep I think um, Turtles BAU should be they don't want to be ninjas but trouble follows them everywhere yeah it's like no yeah, exactly and it's like you know my Captain America mm. is in the city of New York you know mm. he's chasing villains he's chasing the Serpent Society okay great he goes off into space with the Avengers and does the Kree uh, scroll war for a while but then no he's back and he's dealing with the Serpent Society and he's yep. Red Skull and that sort of thing you know so that's I think that's what I, one of the things I loved about this issue was it's like okay oh now this is the Ninja Turtles that we loved from issue one Mm. You know, um, we're back on track. You know, the X-Men aren't in Australia anymore. They're back in wherever the hell X-Men live. You know what I mean? Batman's not in the desert. He's back in Gotham City. Yep. You know, the, 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 the stuff like that that you really, you really want. And it also shows that this time away from being ninjas, actually, even though it's beautiful, it's lovely, and it's you know, more positive and probably mentally healthy isn't good for you if you're a ninja and it, yeah, it softened them and it, and it can't last yeah you know you are ninja your purpose in life is ninja yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is revenge yeah um, well it's like Rocky you know when he gets a little bit too successful and it, it all goes to his head softens up loses a match yeah yeah hmm love it great stuff great issue we're back on board yes alright so and as the uh as the comic said on the last splash page, to be continued in Ninja Turtles number 10. Excellent. Which we'll be doing next week. Um, yeah. So this is funny. Like, uh, the last couple of issues have been around Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas, Christmas for us. Yeah. We need to figure out what's happening over Christmas. How long have you got? Look, that's something. That's, that's a conversation <laughs> to have off, 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 uh, off mic. mic. So, listen, guys. Um, thanks again for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed our thorough, <laughs> our really thorough look at this comic. Um, even though we did have to sort of rush through the second half of it, but like we could have sat here and done a two hours yeah. just on this. That's great. Um, but guys, yes, thanks for listening. I'm going to this week again. Just tell you, hit the link in the show notes to enter our Ninja Turtle Digital Comics competition. Okay, you've probably got two weeks left, guys. So. Hit the link, enter. You could be winning $100 worth of digital Ninja Turtle comics. They're from all different eras of the Turtle history. Okay, so you'll get some of the old Eastman Lairds. You'll get some of the new uh, IDW stuff as well. Um, Yeah, so I think that's about it. Um, Hit the link, enter the competition, spread the word of the podcast. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys, and... Be good to each other. (laughs) 
This was a Turtle Boy podcast.